Welcome to the Helihead Show. This is episode 56. I am your host, Skids, and uh, we got no gooch. We got no fence post. But thank goodness Kyle is back. Man, from the Dollar General, here he is. <laughs> Man. And of course, we have uh, none other. Uh, I was going to come up with something for you and I forgot it. But we got Chris Barnes here. Nothing. We got nothing. We got nothing. Fireboy. Fireboy. Mm. Oh, we got. Yeah. That's what I was going to call him Fire Marshal Bill. <laughs> that's the first, not the first time I've been called that. <laughs> nice. He'd be like the anti fire starter. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> now tomorrow, all day, I'll be singing that song. <laughs> the anti fire starter. <laughs> oh God! What a terrible fucking song. Uh huh. Oh well. What have you guys been up to? Anything cool? Nope. No. Well. Bye. Yeah. Got my truck running that's been sitting for like six months to a year, and then my old truck, and then I flew on Wednesday, which is today. All right. Oh, so nothing new in the exciting life of Kyle, huh? I mean, like uh, house stuff. Um, just trying to get settled into the place and realizing how expensive that whole getting settled thing is. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a whole new world of things you need to have when you own a home versus living in an apartment. There's yep. a lot of things I never would have guessed. Yeah. Like a garden hose mm-hmm. that never came right. to mind until I went <laughs> to go wash something and I was like, huh, so it doesn't come with it? <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> out, out, there with a, out there with a cup, filling yeah. it up. That's right. out a bucket. Yeah. yeah, try and wash the car and just fill up a, a soda can every time. Oh, I thought he was taking a shower. Okay. <laughs> oh. No, that's next week. Drape drape that over the fence, you know? (laughs) No, so just been moving stuff still slowly. I still have a bunch of crap in the garage. I'm in the heli room right now, and it doesn't even look like a room. It's just basically a desk. And, uh, I don't know, just trying to get everything sorted in between working a lot these days. So it's just been uh, work and home. Nothing nothing to report with flying at all, actually. Okay. Does, uh, Does Bert have a new business he started up? I mean, like... No, not yet. No. BK underwater basket weaving or <laughs> I mean anything nothing you know we, we tried we've been prototyping the versions of it but we're not quite there yet right now they're practicing on land then the yeah, next yeah. is going yeah. on I'm waiting for Bert to like start a new business catching alligators or some shit on, on an airboat <laughs> oh god underwater basket weaving I'm still uh, how do you come up with that so quickly I, I don't know because we say that here a lot I guess. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, that's yep. a good one. I'm going to give it the, I'm going to give him the idea. See what happens. <laughs> there you go. Never know. You never know. You All never right. Well, know. let's kick this off straight and uh, improper. So uh, we would like to thank everybody for downloading, listening, and streaming our podcast. We certainly appreciate each and every one of you. But uh, let's, um, let's get into some weeks. Chris, you were beginning to talk about it. Let's, uh, let's hear about it. What you got? So what I... I've just been this week as uh, I'm going up to North Carolina for my buddy's wedding. So I've been getting ready for that, but I've also spent a bunch of time working on my truck. I've got an old C10 that's on hydraulics and stuff like that that I finished building and been driving that around. And then I actually went to, and I flew for a few hours today. Luckily, I didn't crash anything today, but I did last week. So 
got to put that stuff together and then test flew my nitro rog in and got that all straightened out. Yeah. So that's pretty much been it. So when you're driving this truck around, do you um do you put on your shell toe Adidas and some, you know, like dicky pants? I do, a, I do wear, I do wear right, dicky pants a, a lot, like, and a, <laughs> and a bandana. <laughs> uh, it's not a bandana, but I do have my hat on backwards. I've got my the thick rim glasses. I do have flannels. It's, it's, you got to keep in mind this is Florida, so we only get flannels like two months out of the year. But I do have a well-made stock of them that I, I make. I make sure to button up all the way to the top. That's right. No, God. only the top because you get your only the top and the white feet underneath. <laughs> but yes, I, I do get that a lot. Like every time I pull up, if I take it to work for a shift. I'll sit there and the people will start rolling and laying on me. And it'll be like, hey, Cholo, what's up? Cholo. I'm like, I'm, like, I'm like, oh, God. They've been playing. I've walked in. They've been playing Lowrider when I've walked in the door. Oh, I hear it all the time. Oh, my God. That's freaking great. Mm. Yeah. Sorry, uh, any California listeners. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's bad when we, got a, we wear a uniform, our Class A's every day, when we go into work to a change. They'll purposely, my chief will button my top one up every time. Oh I'm like, God. come on, just leave me, leave me alone. <laughs> They'll get you. Welcome to a fire department. Oh, that's freaking great. Oh, man. Anything else? No, that's, that was about it for this week. Okay. Kyle, my man. Um, well, I think over the weekend, I, no, I think I know, uh, over the weekend we had a gun show down at Fort Myers, so definitely didn't get any flying in, but I've been doing a lot of wrenching in the late hours of the day after I get home from work, usually come home and wrench for a little bit, got a couple machines on the table, um, I'm in the middle of a raw gasser build, I got the conversion and the motor from Kerry. Nice. Yeah. So I took one of my airframes and tore it all the way down, uh, freshening up some bearings and whatnot. And then I'm going to slap it back together as a raw gasser. So I'm really excited about that. That is fun. Uh, um, what else? Building a new something? <laughs> I don't know. There's not much to report. It's, it's, it's a new model, but it's, it's not an earth shattering. It's, it, for anyone who's about to ask, no, it's not a raw 580. Oh, uh, dang just, it. I was going to ask. Okay. No. You're going to blow everybody's mind. They're going to be like, is it a raw 500? No, actually, it's a Maverick 800 V2. It has actual real missiles this time. So wait. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, you do have to pass an ATF background check first. So Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, it has to be delivered to your personal FFL. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You fill out a 4473 and then you take it away. Yeah. Uh, shit. Nah, boy. So, yeah, just wrenching, working, uh, you know, daily grind, this, that, and the other. But, uh, I don't know. That's about it. All right. You? Uh, well, um, let me reel this show back in. So, uh, I did go flying. Uh, let's see. Wow. Right? It was. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, well. So, it was, um, it was the weekend after. What's it? The weekend after. I think it was the weekend after Heli Extravaganza, if I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong about that. I probably am. Anyway, doesn't matter. We we recorded early, so we're off schedule here, at least a little bit. Mm. Uh, but at any rate, uh, we all met up at the Sod Farm. 
And I think, yeah, because last show I was talking about that. Um, <laughs> anyways, uh, so it was myself. Uh, the guy who kind of coordinated it was uh, a gentleman named Matthew Tickle. Uh, he, yeah, it was funny. Um, <laughs> I can't help it. Come on, Chris. <laughs> that, that, I'm sorry. The, Matthew Tickle. Like, yeah. really? You got tickled. Gosh. Um, yeah, so it was uh, him and Marcus Kim. They kind of created this little Facebook group that uh, we three were in at the time. And um, and it, that's how communication started. And and so I ended up being the three of us. So uh, Matthew, Marcus, myself, Ben Connor, of course, uh, Josh Smetanko, of course, Doc. We call him Doc Brown. Um, and uh, Chris Calhoun. Uh, it was always good to see him. Um uh, a gentleman named Tony that Josh and Ben know. He actually flies planes. We'll forgive him. Um, but uh, he, because he crashed for us too, it was great. Right off, right off the rip too. Um, let's see, what else? Anybody? 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 No, I don't think so. So we uh, we did some flying, and uh, as I had mentioned earlier, uh, I did neuter my Kraken Seven Hundred. It is no longer fourteen S. It is 12S, and uh, I gotta oh. be honest, I had an amazing time. It was good. It was a lot of fun. Stress-free um, flying, right? It's like more relaxed compared it, to what you had. It kind of yeah. is. Yeah, yeah. I didn't realize just how tight my ass got, you know, like a dolphin's <laughs> butt, you know? No. Yeah. Um, mm. So, it's nice and floppy again, just so you know. <laughs> Loose. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Uh, so yeah no it was great it was a lot of fun um everybody was like man you're putting on amazing flights i know why they were saying that it's because i wasn't scaring the shit out of them with the 14s so they're trying to do subliminal message to like convince me to stay 12s i'm on to you guys i know it's good work did it work it kind of did it kind of did yeah Yeah. (laughs) I, i will say there's two times i've ever wanted to run watching people fly and one was wet heli x with you yeah. with the nitro and then the uh hurricane competition when that thing i thought was coming straight for me yeah oh, uh, oh right those yeah, times, you were, yeah you were I was at in the, the light tower yeah 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 uh, so i was like oh okay it didn't hit me so I, i'm get a little more faith I'm glad you gave our friendship a third chance <laughs> give it give it a third <laughs> try <laughs> oh shit so yeah, I, I'm not gonna lie. It was a lot of fun. Um, I I need to buy some some success packs now and uh, you know and, and go do that. But um, I I did fly. I don't know, like five times, six times, whatever it was. I can't even remember now how many times I flew. But uh, I prior to all of this, I was talking about how I was gonna have to re-ring the 105, and I did. Uh, and I I I broke the ring in the process. <laughs> <laughs> how i don't know i was trying to get the piston in there or, i'm sorry the um the sleeve back in and uh it got stuck and so i went to go give it a little bit of a twist and it was just enough where it caught the lip of the ring and it snapped the ring oh. and i was like it! are you serious so uh this was also mind you after having honed the cylinder i searched high and low for a freaking hone by the way like they don't sell them anymore. No, like, the wheel cylinder hones? No, this is um this is a brake hone, so it has like the three little arm spring arms or whatever. Yeah. That, that Matt uses in that video. 
mm-hmm. and uh, Bodos. And so, uh, I mean, I'm, I can't even, my daughters were so pissed at me because they were with me. They were like, seriously, one more store? I mean, like, we're, we're going, we're doing this. And we probably hit like four stores and <clears throat> like auto stores, Harbor Freight, you know, I mean, you name it, we went there. And all of a sudden, this one person was like, no, you got to go to Parks because Parks is like this speed shop kind of thing. And they will probably have it. And I was like, okay. And so sure enough, I went down there, showed him the sleeve, and uh, and he's like, I think we do. I think we have one of those left, actually. So, okay. you know, I finally got one of those. So I honed the cylinder out, uh, broke the ring, and I was like, well, fuck it. We're putting it back together uh, with the old ring. And man, did it fly like a freaking sloppy asshole. Like, it was just <laughs> freaking <laughs> terrible. It was so freaking bad. Oh shit! It was just like blah. I mean, it was just dying all over the place, and uh, <laughs> like it couldn't hold on doing aileron TikToks or nothing. It would just die. Oh. And uh, so, um, but I flew it anyway. I was like, whatever, I don't care. And I mean, but anytime you put any kind of load on it, like you could hear it just drop to like you know sixteen hundred RPM. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh. So, yeah, it it was what it was, but. So, uh, then I was like, um, I'm like, it's getting kind of late in the day. You know, I was like, uh, I said, you guys ready to leave yet? And they're like, uh, yeah, we're getting close. I'm like, cool. I'll break out the 14 S then. And they're like, no, 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 no. (laughs) So Marcus and his dad wasted no time. They packed up and left. (laughs) And, uh, we, um, I got 15 seconds out of it and I crashed it. No. Oh. <laughs> what happened? It was it was a very light crash. Um, you know what, man? I don't know. I just got I got all wound up in my head about what I was doing, and uh, and I was doing like this pirouetting thing, and I was trying to be cool about it and like pirouette back out of it. And Oops. you should probably not do that when you're already fucked up in your head over the maneuver you're doing. Oh, and uh, <laughs> so it was close, like it was really close to the ground. Um, it did hardly any damage. Uh, it did bend the boom, of course, and it did some uh, tail rotor damage, like the the output shafts and stuff like that, you know. But um, pitch arms, the the blades, the pitch arms, the boom, and a couple parts, you know, on the uh, tail case, and that was it. Not too bad. Yeah, yeah, that's not. Yeah, I'll take that. So, um, yeah, you know, you're talking about this gasser stuff. You got me thinking now. <laughs> you know, maybe. Uh, Maybe, maybe just maybe. It. Yeah. Dude. I don't know. Those motors are so expensive, though. You yeah. Know? And then breaking them in. Yeah. It Ugh. takes like five years. I know. Yeah. Does yeah. it? I don't know. Carrie did it for me. Nice. Like, mm-hmm. Does he have like the dyno or something like that he does it on, or does he actually just run it? No, I think he puts... Well, I know he puts it on some sort of dyno, because he gave me a graph showing the power of my actual engine. So. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I think he does it on a platform, though, because I know it takes forever to break him in, and I can't imagine him doing flight after flight after flight, so. Yeah. So, what engine did you go with? The OBR. Okay. All right. Yep. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he gave me a pipe. Um, it's, his, uh, it's his own pipe, the M-Studio one. Okay. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I just yeah. got to get off my butt and actually get it done, but uh, it'll be done you- soon. Are you capable of doing videos with it, even though it's kind of 
not a SAB lineup, Heli. Oh yeah, I'm good. Okay. Yeah. I would definitely love to see that. Yeah, I can't. I I feel like I only got a taste of the gasser raw because I flew it in carries with his gyro and it flew fine. But you know how it is. If it's not right. yours, you can't sure. you can't get it dialed in. So I'm excited to mess with it and fly it on a V bar and my radio and all that and let her rip. Yeah. Oh yeah, that I remember that you were flying it with this Futabo, correct? Right. Yeah, I mean, I flew it at torches tw- twice, and then I flew it at Urcha, I don't know, another two or three times, and it flies good, but, yeah. you know, it's not my own, so. It's not yours, right. Yep. Mm-hmm. Soon. Very soon. It's not yours, it's free! It's free! <laughs> yeah. Super cool, yeah. yeah, I mean, like we were mentioning last show, uh, Kyle, because you weren't there, but, you know, that guy with the 696, uh, you know, gastric conversion... Chris, were you there? Did you see that flight? No, I didn't. I wish I did. Because, you were, yeah, your tent was right there. Uh, yeah. I mean, this thing was pulling hard, and it was a TRM-310. So mm. I'm kind of curious, uh, you know, comparatively, you know, how that's going to work out with it being the RAW, which is not heavy to begin with, and it being the OBR, which is supposed to make more power, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I think they're just kind of close-ish. I don't know. I know it's not groundbreaking. Okay. The power difference. I don't know. Carrie told me at one point, but I can't quite remember. I think the, th- the what makes the bigger difference is going to be the pipe. Okay. All right. Yeah, because Doug Darby, he and I, I've been talking to Doug lately, and he said, hey, after you get that thing dialed in, let me know, because I have this pipe that'll, you know, really make it come to life. So What, the, the popcorn pipe? I think, yeah. Yeah, the, what's it called? I forget. I don't know. I watch Ben fly it at Urcha, though, and it's, like, freaking ridiculous. Sounds terrible. It does, but it moves. <laughs> it yeah. does move. Yeah. That's, I've never got really into gassers at all, so I don't know anything about them. They're loud. Uh, Gary, I mean, the, the setup I have is going to be uh, acceptable as far as sound goes. But no, uh, I mean, yeah. No, they've, I, mean, they've, I think with the M-Studio, it's pretty good. I mean, yeah, it's quiet. It's, it doesn't sound. Na- oh, it's not quiet. It's not nitro quiet, but it, it doesn't have that nasty noise to it that all the right. other ones do. Right. Yeah. At least it's huh. not like doing rolling harriers with a plane where rah, 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 rah. <laughs> talk about God. annoying. My God, I freaking get gag reflex. I'm like, but <laughs> jeez, no kidding. Yeah. So, so you should uh, you should just hold off to winter bash and fly mine. See what you think. Yeah. Well, then it's the ideal time, too, because it's, the weather is right outside. Mm-hmm. You know? And if you get really crazy, Carrie lives 30 minutes away from the field. Mm. Mm-hmm. Hey, hey. Hey, hey. So you can just go yeah. pick one up then. Mm-hmm. Like Kyle's. Yeah. Well, yeah, the conversion kit anyways, right? Is that what you mean? Yeah. 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 Conversion engine pipe. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. It's like four uh, grand. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. No big deal. Whatever. And then you gotta have the gas can and whatever else and all that. Oh, you gotta mix gas. I don't know what I'm gonna do when that day comes. I think you'll be right. But uh, I'm assuming he probably uses Redline? No? Oil? Sure. No idea. <laughs> no idea. Sure. <laughs> These are things to worry about. Not today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I know that that's like the good stuff and it's not cheap. Right. So, yeah. That stuff's really expensive, but... <laughs> At any rate, it still washes out being cheaper than nitro in some regard. Yeah. Unless you know peoples. I don't. Yeah, I don't either. 
<laughs> the one guy I knew gave up making fuel, apparently. So, right. It's, I've been heavily debating about starting to do that on my own, like down here, because it's hard to find nitro at all down here. Yeah. I bought every bit of like people are like, hey, I'm selling this. I'm like, I'll come, I'll buy it. Really? Are you flying yeah. nitro? Yeah. Okay. He just yeah, said he crashed his nitro. Just crashed it. Oh, okay. I wasn't oh, listening. I, lo- Chris. I, I love. Uh, it's, See, I gave this I gave this friendship three tries. <laughs> no, but, uh, no, I love I love fly nitro. Like, if I were to pick electric or nitro, it would definitely be nitro all day long. Is it a nitro raw you have, or yeah? Okay. Sweet. And so I had the, I've had all three of them through uh, say the crack in the nitro raw. Like, I love how that thing flies. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't mind trying to get one. So it's way lighter. It's crazy how much lighter it is in the crack and it how it feels. Okay. Now, is it legit lighter, or does it just feel lighter? I think it's lighter. I've never actually measured, weighed it, but I think it is. It's legit, legit lighter. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a good two pounds lighter, probably. Whew, okay, that is lighter. Yeah. Yeah. And then if you take your canopy and tusks off, I mean, now we're oh. It's like, <laughs> give, or, give or take, two pounds lighter, give or take. Yeah. Give yeah. or take two pounds. Okay. I, I'm i probably going to be a sucker and buy one, but, you know, that's how it is. You might as well. Yeah. It, you know. mm-hmm. you know, do what the cool kids are doing, right? That's how you fit in? That's that's how, that's what I do. Yeah? You are that, the cool uh, kid. What are you talking no, no, about? No, 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 no. No, it's nerd. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's what it is. It's, it's like, they just fly. Just fly what, I like flying what works. Right, and that's what I've come to find out. Like after flying a couple other machines and stuff, which is, I put them together, they fly, and if I crash them, I get parts really, and they go back together and they work. Yeah, I'm there. No balance and nothing. No dealing with nothing. Yeah, Kyle's already done all the hard work of trying to figure out the pre stuff, so I don't yeah. have to worry about that. Hmm. Well, I like it. Yeah, sounds good. But, uh, yeah, I guess we kind of took a detour. Um, yeah, so I crashed a raw. Uh, ben crashed his 380. <laughs> I think he had, like, four flights on it. Poor 380. Mm. But um, it was still a really good day. Uh, you know, it's always, again, it's always fun to watch Marcus fly uh, just because he has his own little style. And um, I did see a Nitron 5, or the Nitron out there. Mm. That, was, that was interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not going to play the joke, you know, Hey, nice five, five, six. Cause it doesn't look like that, but, um, it's, uh, it was interesting to see that as well, but, uh, they've done a good job. They've, they've made, uh, some good machines. Definitely give them that. Yeah. I think it, uh, you know, would be a fun one to, to own at some point, you know, five ninety nine is a pretty appealing price. Let me just put it that way. Oh, no, yeah. you know, no doubt. So. And the way I plow stuff in, like, this guy needs all the help he can get. <laughs> God. I don't even have to make fun of you. You're doing it yourself. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Yep. Nice. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, that wraps it up for me. I have done nothing else, I don't think. Went on a trip. Went mountain biking. Does that count? That's yep. something. I mean, you know, we went to Canuga. Kyle, dude. Yeah. Was it Mecca? You, you got to go to Canuga. Really? Let me tell you something, man. Uh, the Green Trail, 
I, I think I mentioned this already to you uh, privately with you and Scott, but the the green trail would keep me busy for a while. Like hmm. you are a rocket ship going down this thing. <laughs> like it's not gentle at all. It's smooth, thank goodness. But dude, I rode the back brake all the way down, like halfway down before I could finally stop getting in the brakes so much because it starts to kind of level out a little bit. Not much, just a little. No, but come on. Fir- yeah, the first half, it was brakes all the way down, and I was flying. <laughs> what? Oh, really? Dude, it's insane. Like, the the first leg of it, like, I stopped, and I was like, damn, what that shit burning smell? I was like, oh, shit, it's the brakes. So. They're broken now. Yeah, they're definitely bedded, right? Yeah, no um, doubt. But yeah, such a good time, and uh, you know, for one for one lap up, it's you know kind of pricey. Uh, so you definitely, if you're somebody who's in shape and you can session it all day, kind of thing, or at least three or four times, then it's totally worth it. But we only did it once. But there was also a reason for that, is because we uh, we were doing something afterwards after lunch, and uh, you know, so we went off and did that. But um, it's incredible, How much was man. It? What's that? How much was it to get in? Uh, it's like twenty nine bucks a person. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. So, but you know, I, 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 you've heard it twenty billion times now. But ever since having got, you know, gotten this new bike, like, uh, I, I didn't really ride the Da Vinci a whole lot. Um, you know, it, it's a fun bike, but. After the time I, you know, tried to replace my shoulder to my asshole, that time that I wrecked, <laughs> uh, I started riding the hardtail a lot more, and um, and even taking it to you know places and whatever. But um, this bike allows me the new one allows me to climb, you know, way better than I ever have. Like it's even on the Da Vinci, even the Trek hardtail that I had, like it, it's a full blown freaking billy goat like it's just it climbs nice and um so i'm able to climb longer than i ever have and it's become kind of like a uh a challenge between me and my wife <laughs> <laughs> and you gotta understand like i weigh two of her easily like probably more <clears throat> and um you know she she will I'll say, just go ahead, babe. It's cool. You know, I'll, I'll catch up. Whatever. You know, I'm over mm-hmm. here like, <laughs> like dying. Yeah. And uh, and I'll see, I'll watch her go off, you know, and then she'll kind of disappear. And I'm like, oh, man, I wonder how long she went, you know, on, on this particular climb, whatever. And um, and I'm like, all right, you know, it's time to time to throw it down. So she's kind of, you know, she's kind of pushing me, right? And so I'll start pedaling. And man, I'll throw that bitch an eagle and just let her rip. And and I'll get to a certain part where like you you can't be an eagle and do this or whatever. So you have to kind of downshift like two two gears or whatever. And so mm-hmm. I'll kind of stand up and like you know pump up you know these little punchy climbs and stuff. And um and then you know of course I'm like fucking tired. But then I'll go drop back back down to eagle or whatever and just kind of you know choo choo train up the hill right. And, uh, and there was a couple times like where I went further than she did. Like I passed right by her as she was standing there resting herself and, and, you know, I would, I would, uh, go further than she did. So, so we were definitely kind of pushing each other, you know, but, um, but yeah, it was, uh, it's such an amazing bike. I'm not lying when I tell you, Kyle, that, you know, I, I Joey's going to get more of my money. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if if he can get an SB150, I probably will buy it. Like in, oh my God. in the future next year. Yeah. You're hooked. Oh, You're yeah. talking about buying more guns, and I want more bikes. You you were just talking about getting a raw gasser. Yeah. Well. So what if we just change the podcast? Oh, God, <laughs> just a little bit of everything. Uh, yeah. Chris would be in. Chris is a mountain biker. Yeah. Yeah. I know. It'd be a mountain biking podcast, no longer a heli podcast. Right. Yep. We should all go to Canuga, all of us. I, dude, I'm freaking down. See, just gotta give me time. I'll just gotta get trades or time off from work. So, and they rent bikes too, so you don't even have to buy one. Oh, so that's nice. You can just ride it, run some, up there, and rent a bike. Some dude who weighed like I don't know, 142 pounds. He's just like, yeah, probably should get yourself an e-bike as he's pedaling past me. And I'm like, shut the fuck <laughs> up, you ass. <laughs> what a dick. Put a stick in his spokes. <laughs> I was like, what a douche. But uh, he's not wrong. He's not wrong. But um, yes, yes, he is. You don't want that. Yeah, I was going to say, he, no, he's wrong. Yeah, yeah. I well, I don't know. I, I think you could, you know, if you did that kind of climbing all the time, I don't think it would be an issue at all. I think you'd get used to it because it's not, it's not terrible. But, you know, a guy my size, I mean, dude, that's like, that's something, right? For me to freaking climb that bastard. So, you know. I mean, yeah, I had to take breaks, but um, that's fine, you know. But still, like that's just part of the fun, right? You get to enjoy being out there and the air, which a, it was like sixty-five degrees when we were there. Oh my god! Yeah, it was insane that day. It was so good. You can't beat that. That reminds me, though, that Chris, you should bring your bike to Winter Bash because I think Sunday morning we're gonna go for a ride. Where are we going but, for a ride? I don't know. I need to figure out what would make the most amount of sense. Um, I mean, because your trail is like a little too far away at that point, right? Well, that's the thing. Is anything else that's worthwhile is going to be probably even further. Oh. Uh, plus, my trail is not that fun, so. That's, well, it's better than what I have, trust me. Mm. I mean, it's no Canuga, but, I mean, shoot. It's better than what I have. Let me see how far away Alafaya River State Park. I always wanted to go there. Yeah, that's, fun. Uh, that's where I go ride. I love that park. Oh, is that right? Yeah, that's it's like probably for me. It's probably like an hour for you from you, maybe. Cause it's mm-hmm. like an hour. It's like an hour from me, I think. But where is it from? How how far is it from Torches? It is south of Tampa, so it's going to be a bit of a hike. Okay. It would be an hour and a half. Oh, that's not too bad. I mean, hmm. you know, we could always just get there like first thing and ride for a bit, and then you know make it back to the field by. Just after lunch or something. Yeah, yeah. See that that's halfway home, for, more than halfway home for me. Nah, I know. That that's where I would just go there, then come home. Right. Yeah. Right. I don't know. We'll figure something out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know Scott was talking about bringing his bike too, so I don't know. We'll see. But uh, it kind of depends on how much time I have off and whatever at that point. So. Right. It it is a nice park. They have like real. Real easy tra- trails to go on, then they have some real good ones there. Where you're like, okay, this is a bad idea halfway down. So. <laughs> right. <laughs> As you're flying through the air over a gap jump. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> See, that's the worst part is you'll do that. The other day, I was, it was probably like two months ago, I was riding there. And uh, I'm sitting there riding, I get done, I'm like, whew, I thought I was going to die right there. Right. And then, these, then all of a sudden, I hear this noise, and it's just people on the like, off road one wheels. Like, the, not like the. Oh, yeah. Like the Segway. Yeah, but it was like a whole herd of them went by. I was like, what the hell just happened? Yeah. Like, 
I just struggled riding it. Yeah, I, but they're they're full geared up, looking like they're riding dirt bikes. <laughs> God, they get in the way so often. <laughs> my, it, it's all a bunch of freaking morons that ride them at my trail too, and they're always in the way. It's like, yeah. go away, dude. They're they're like the kids when I was growing up that were rollerblading as opposed to skateboarding. Oh, fruit booter. Yeah, <laughs> fruit booter. <laughs> <laughs> Oh gosh, that's great. I mean, I don't know. That's I would much rather be a wood pusher than a fruit booter every day of the week. I hear that wood pusher. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Well, but yeah, man, Canuga, it's where it's at. That or Fire Mountain. Either one of those is really good. So, and Fire Mountain is free. So, I like that price. That sounds even better after yeah. driving up there. Yeah. So Cherokee is where that one's at, but um. Yeah, I mean, like I say, uh is really good. I when we were as soon as we got halfway down and I, I gained a little more confidence back, um, because I'm not lying, like the this green trail was like it was like a downhill. Like it was insane how fast you get. And I got about halfway down and then I started kind of playing around with, you know, getting light on the bike, you know, going over little things, trying to pop off of them and do little jumps here and there and stuff. But um I'm uh, I'm just I'm a little gun shy from you know back when I completely plowed myself uh, years ago, a couple years ago. So I was just trying to be smart about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, it's intimidating getting back into it again. It is, especially mm-hmm. when it's your body we're talking about. It's you know. You know. Yeah. But it's, um, when you when you get older, it's harder to get back off the ground. Ooh, man. It's. It was. I rough. made them. I made the mistake about. A year ago, I was like, I'm going to start skateboarding again. Me and my wife, she's out rollerblading. I was skating. We're skating through the park. I hit like an acorn. Thing took me out. I was like on the ground. I was like, Ugh, yeah, uh, what just happened? I know, <laughs> man. Like, where, where did I go? Like, I didn't know where I was. I was like, this is bad. Yep. Yeah, man. Those little like, you know, pine cone. Um, Mm-hmm. little pieces like that would break off a pine cone and I'd be you know I was a kid and I was riding through my neighborhood I was just like just plow into the friggin cement blam you're never ready for it so your arms are always relaxed you're like arms and chest it's like didn't see that coming yeah always make that noise that yeah yeah it's like it's like driving a pallet jack, you know, it gets stuck on a splinter. Mm-hmm. You know? So, but yeah, other than that, uh, had a good time. It was just me and the wife. The kids were with uh, my parents, and uh, it was a good trip, man. It was a lot of fun. So, um, the wife is full blown into mountain biking now. She's super stoked about it, and um, yeah, I I think we're gonna try and make more trips she's just like we got to go back to fats which is in augusta that's a really good trail too by the way but um that's the one that i need redemption with because that's the one that sent me home in a body bag so um yeah i want to get back out there and ride again just to kind of be like screw you trail (laughs) (laughs) make it your bitch yeah yeah Yeah, so nice anyway all right so uh what else we got that was my week done. No vut is hot because old Gooch is not here. Swagger. So, uh, no royalties this time, Chris Nut. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> he was like, you know, if you keep using that with me saying vut is hot, he says, I'm going to start, you know, getting royalties off to you. 
off you. So, no yeah. budget's hot this time. Speaking of which, how's that budget doing? Jen Scooch is not here. <laughs> what budget? Exactly. Gone. It's, there's no budget. It's just butt stuff. That's it. Just, no. just butt stuff. Just 20 to 20. Oh. <laughs> 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 uh. All right. Well, since it's going downhill, let's take a break and we'll be right back. Hey, everyone. This is Frank Moradeos, a.k.a. Way Less Doritos. I'm really grateful to be the new Maniacs USA team manager. And I'm really excited to have the opportunity to be working with some of the very best pilots in the world, such as Duncan Balsian, 2019 Global 3D Champion CD, as well as Aaron Wolf and Ramis Jacobson, to just name a few. When you're performing at this level, you certainly need the latest in light bulb technology with the most comprehensive warranties and one of the best crash replacement programs in the industry. Maniacs provides a huge variety of packs from 2S up to 14S with multiple C ratings ranging from 35C to 70C, which caters to everyone's needs and budgets. The best part of Maniacs is their lipos come with a one year from purchase date manufacturer warranty, free of manufacturer defects. In addition to a six month crash replacement program of 30% off MSRP, six months from the purchase date. These batteries can be found at ManiacsUSA.com. Hope to see y'all at the next event. Welcome back, everybody. We have uh, Chris Barnes here with us tonight, and uh, we're going to do a little get to know deep down in the nice. I can't personal. do this. <laughs> get personal <laughs> in the naughty spot. What is, uh, what is Eric talk? What does he say? The naughty square? I'm not sure how you get squared. I'm confused on that. I really am. I think it's because it's like shoulder. If it's a woman, shoulders down. So. <laughs> What is it? Not squares. Naughty triangle. I'm just thinking of points of interest. Yeah. Oh. Mm. Yeah. I never understood the square, but anyway, now that we've derailed the uh, the return intro, but uh, <laughs> we're gonna get to know Chris a little bit, and um, we're gonna have a little fun topic, I guess. We're gonna do uh, talking about firsts. <laughs> <laughs> I can't say that without laughing. I'm sorry. So. We're going to get it done. You ready? Yep. Here we go. Chris, where are you from? I'm actually from Clearwater, like Seminole, Florida area, like Tampa Bay. I'm sorry, where? From Tampa Bay. Seaman Hole? Seaman Hole, yeah. (laughs) Oh, okay. Got it. Seaman Hole. Jesus, it goes straight to triangle (laughs) touch places and seaman holes. Oh, boy. Uh, anyway, yeah. <laughs> let's try and get somewhat back on topic. Okay. Chris, what do you do for a living? I'm a firefighter EMT. Ah, so you're back to the gay stuff. Okay. Back to the gay stuff. Hey, it works. God. Pays the bills. I work nine days a month. I'm okay with that. Nine, nine days, days a month. A month. And you're sliding down poles every day. Yep. Sliding down poles, pretending to be chipping Dales. Do you ever Gosh. just do it for fun? Like, you know, where you just go up and down and slide? <laughs> well... <laughs> We had a we had a new guy and we call him Probies. Probies. I told him the only yeah. So the only way I was like, hey guy, the only way because we have to 
the thing is you when you're a probationary fireman you have to clean the pole like that's because they're brass you got to polish them and so i told him i said the only way you can get from the top to the bottom the easiest is you take the the towels you put the brasso on it and you slide down the pole but you have to keep going up the stairs and doing it i had him doing that for like five hours that's amazing and then i was like or you can use a ladder he's like oh (laughs) oh my god so hour number five you're like dude just get the ladder no no i said hey you can use a ladder if you wanted nice and because that's the whole point of a probie fireman you kind of fuck with them it's like the whole thing is you kind of mess with them a little bit let them let them earn the respect and it's a little fun you mess with like one guy i had uh another prank i pulled on him which is they, if you have any firemen that listen, they know if you start the K-12, push start the K-12, which is like, you ever see that stall that construction workers are cutting with? Mm-hmm. Like, so that, that we use those and they call K-12. We tell them you could push start it, so you have to run real fast, and it'll, but it never will start. Um, and then the other one I did the other day, it was probably four months ago now, is I tell a guy we need exhaust samples for the EPA. Or, so... so you give them garbage bags. You got to play, you got to play the roll off. So you sit there and you tell them, Hey, here are these four garbage bags. We have four vehicles, garbage bag, zip ties, duck masking tape, and a marker. And you say, you have to write your name down, the date, what vehicle it came from. And then you have to hand it to your chief. And hopefully your chief plays along with it. And he's funny. And luckily I have a good, a really good chief and he's pretty good on all this stuff. And so I told him, I was like, Hey, go start. So he starts the engine up starts the fireboat up goes and gets exhaust fills the bag up off the exhaust bag zip ties it closed writes his name on it date and everything then he turns it in and they has him rolling like you did the whole thing you're with the guys for 24 hours you kind of learn to just mess with them a lot until right. it's fun amazing yes so, let's let's unpack this a little bit how do you become a firefighter well it's there's two ways to go about it. You can go to a class that's just like uh, go to a school that has firefighter and EMT because you have to be an EMT based to be the minimum of a firefighter in the state of Florida. Mm. But you can go like I took a I worked full time, so I split the classes up. So I went to college in Tampa that had EMT school. So I became an EMT and I worked full time as, as a mechanic at a dealership. And then I went to 22 week class of being a fireman they pretty much you do everything you learn how to put your gear on you learn how to check your bottle out in the morning you learn how to execute people out of vehicles you learn how to do all that stuff but we have fake fires we put out they're real fires but we go put them out they're just built by the instructors they're in these like cement buildings and stuff so it's 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 a lot of work it's really hard Hmm. but it's it's really fun like it's really really fun that's awesome best i will tell anybody it's the best part-time job in the world (laughs) It's amazing. Well, we appreciate you for doing it. Yeah, so, it's easy. You know. <laughs> I, I see a fire. I'm going to be like, I'm not staying inside there. It's it's a lot cooler than you think. At first, you're like, oh, this is scary. But then you get in there and you're like, okay, this is awesome. And it's a troubleshooting. It's And it's not all just doing fires. Like, I've, I think I've told Kyle this story before when I was at Torches before. But, like, we had a guy stuck in the back of a garbage truck one time. Like, like not it was like not just bad but like they compacted it like 50 times (laughs) (laughs) i shouldn't be laughing no it's that's one of those things like i at first you'd be a good fireman then because you find that shit funny but uh (laughs) so we go through it 
we're sitting at the door. It's first thing in the morning. It's like eight o'clock in the morning. We're all getting checking the equipment out like we're supposed to. And all of a sudden, this garbage man runs up. He goes, "Hey, there's someone stuck in the garbage truck." And I'm like, "Oh, my lieutenant's going to the bathroom." And I'm like, "Like, okay, we'll let's just go check." And he's like, "I was like in the garbage can. Like, I'm thinking the dumpster." Right. And he's like, "It's like no." in my garbage truck i was like can he climb out he goes no he's way in the back and i'm like have you compacted it he's like yeah at least 50 60 times i'm like oh my god (laughs) and so i run and i beat on the door i tell my lieutenant i go hey we got and so we make a call that comes in so we start to open up the back like they're gonna dump it and we're like okay we gotta do this slowly so we don't crush him with all the stuff falling out go through all this stuff see the guy all of a sudden you're sitting there and they're looking at the bottom and you look up and you see this like arm sticking out at the very top of it you're like uh i go there he is at the very top of the thing and so we're pick him out we start to all this work we start pushing him out get him out of there he's just apparently it's really common for homeless people to sleep in garbage cans and them to get in there but besides that he uh so we get him out dude's just drunk like super drunk and he's perfectly fine nothing happened to him but I was like, how does that happen? Can you imagine being in the back of that garbage truck and the thing compra- compacting and being like, oh, my God, oh, my God. Oh, I'm good. And it comes, <laughs> 50, it, times. <laughs> 50 times that thing's coming after you. And you're like, oh, this is going to be terrible. But no, it was that was I will say that was one of my favorite calls I've been on. Yeah. You know, but so. then the guy's telling, telling us stories afterwards of oh, it's, it's normal. We see them. They normally stop and they jump out of the truck and they run across the street. <laughs> that's hilarious. Like that, that's normally it. Mm. What else you got? Anything else funny? Uh, we've got so. I mean, there's always poop jokes in fire. There's always poop. There's always people. You know, you feel bad for them at first, but I mean, there's stuff I think's hilarious, but it's disgusting for other people because that's just how we have to laugh about it. But I mean, we've had, I've had a lady where she tried to jump off like she jumped off the roof she just unfortunately she was in a rough time in her life suicidal but she's better now she made it but she jumped off and i see her kick herself in the back of the head from jumping off the <laughs> roof i was like oh there's what a scorpion looks like but she and that's it you'll see stuff like that but it's it sounds terrible but we kind of have to laugh about it to make it not so terrible but yeah mm-hmm. it's funny there's some funny stuff out there i bet well so, a uh, little off topic, but uh, is this your first podcast debut? Yes, it is. Suck it, Andy. Shithead. <sighs> Boom, got him. <sighs> Those got guys, one. Man, I tell you. Hey, we win. As usual. <laughs> <laughs> Normal. <laughs> uh, not the rest of you guys, though. The rest of you are cool. Not you, Andy. You suck. You're a suck. <laughs> <laughs> You're a bag of suck, bro. You're just a big old bag of suck. <laughs> oh shit. Yeah, Wow. So you uh hey, this is his first podcast. How about yeah, that? My my first podcast. Perfect mm-hmm. for the title. There yeah. you go. Popping that cherry. Nice. Yeah. Hmm. All right, Chris. Well, other than RC Hellies, what are other hobbies that you have? Um, I've played guitar since I was eight. And I was in a bunch of bands and stuff in high school and toured all over the country and stuff like that for a little while. And playing playing a bunch of like crappy hardcore like metal bands and punk Mm -hmm. bands back in the day. And Freebird, I love crappy crappy hardcore bands. That's the greatest. That's they're the best. And that's and 
that got yelled at me a bajillion times. <laughs> of course. <laughs> was, yeah. Yeah, because you get pissed every time. You don't mean to, but you make that face of like, I just want to throw something at you right now. Yeah. You uneducated turd. Yeah. Yeah. Freaking. <laughs> Bet you listen to Top 40, you piece of shit. <laughs> oh. Right? <laughs> Fucking look at you, Casey Kasem. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> oh. What was it, pal? What was it? The best of, like those at crappy albums that used to come out, the best of top 40 yeah. every year. Your fucking like, top oh, 40 shit shingles. Fuck off. I bet yeah. you're listening to Kid Bop. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. So, uh, we've talked about this, obviously. I'm horribly jealous. But what uh, what bands did you tour with? Uh, I've done, throw, did tour and throw down a little bit for a while there. And a couple of my small bands. Uh, one will be, remember, this will be remembered. Just a couple crappy ones really yeah this only one that might be notable is throwdown that's that's amazing yeah yeah super cool i uh i don't think i ever saw them play at the time where i was really into music and and doing bands myself um throwdown and hate breed weren't quite my style i guess um yeah but I've, i've learned to appreciate them in later years but um but yeah, some some good stuff, man. Um, yeah. Anyway, but we talked about that. So, but uh, very good stuff. So, uh, yep. and of course, then you got your cholo truck. Yeah, my got my couple cholo trucks. I've got my wife's that I've got, and I've got I've got '68 C10 on hydraulics that sits on the ground that everyone says my cholo truck. So. <laughs> I, listen, I drive that around and I've been building that car, that thing on and off for the last like nine years. Right. When I was, because I, before I was a fireman, I was a dealership mechanic at Buick GMC for a long time. Right. And so, way better job fix, work fixing people instead of cars, though. Yeah, yeah. Fixing people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nice. So, how did you, how did you get into helicopters? So, like, what, tell, tell us about that. Um, when I was really young, my dad, my dad, my, uh, uncle, my uncle Kenny used to do the Toledo show cause they used to build planes and stuff like that. And so when I was real little, I flew planes with my dad. And then I was always, I always wanted, like, you'd look in the magazine, you'd see like the Raptor 30 and stuff like that. Like I always wanted a helicopter because they were awesome, but my dad would never let me get one cause he was going to say I crashed all the time. Right. And so I never really got into it. And then I, one day. My buddy that is in the Coast Guard, we were in Miami, and he went and bought from a pawn shop. He bought a Blade 450, and I was like, "Well, I kind of want one." And we were there, and I looked on Craigslist and found a guy right down the street selling a Blade 450, and I went and bought it. And that was my that was actually my first heli that I ever bought was Blade 450 with the fly bar on it, and it wasn't even the X yet. So I that thing made me. I was like crashing. I just blend the bend the fly bar back and everything. I was like, oh, "This is good, right?" Like, it's fine. Not, yeah, not realizing that's why I was extra bad at it because it was nowhere near like it should have been set up. But then, now, uh, you say, you're saying 450. Um, was it the Blade 400 or was it the actually uh, 450? The 450, the one before, okay. right? As like they, I guess they made it right before the 450X. That was I like got the you. Okay. All and right. so that's because then like what I did is I was, 
I bought the Micro Beast and the head conversion for it. Oh, right. Yeah. And did the whole conversion. And I was like, oh, this is way easier. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so that's, that's what I ended up doing. And it spiraled from there. And so now that's probably four and a half years ago, four years ago when I started doing that. Four credit cards later. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, pretty much. Yeah. Four credit cards and a pissed off wife. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the club. Yeah, I pretty much uh, I've learned to just like buy it, and then if it shows up, she may not recognize that it's different. Right. Perfect. Yeah. I'm like, like this. Don't don't worry about this one because I help a lot of guys out in our field with helis, or I'll build them for them and help them, and and it's uh, she'll be like, whose is this? I go, it's, it's Lewis's. It's not mine. <laughs> and then mine, then mine, then mine show up, and I'm like, she's like, I've had that forever. Don't worry about that. God. So I'm just happy she doesn't listen to the podcast, so she doesn't know I'm saying that. <laughs> That's awesome. She's right around the corner right now. So. Right, right, yeah. yeah. So I was smart because we're leaving tomorrow. I was like, I'm not going to wake him up. I was like, I'll just go sit in the camper, and so no one knows. See, mm-hmm. you're learning. Uh huh. I got my nice. mama. Don't know fund. Good. Good. There you go. Well, so speaking of firsts, uh, you want to get into that? Nuts. Let's do it. So you've mentioned that the 450 was your first, but uh, Kyle, what was your first? <sighs> I'm doing the best I can to remember because... It was like a Schluter, uh, a Schluter 50 or whatever. No, you know this happened. Was that 30? Probably a 30. It was a JR Vigor. No. No. Let me think, damn it. Um Venture 30. JR Venture, Venture 30. I was yeah. close. Yeah, you were there. You had the V. Yeah. Yeah, it was a JR Venture 30. I don't even think that my dad owned it. I think it was the hobby shop's local machine that he had me go and play with for a while. Actually, no, I take all this back. It was not the Venture 30. It was the Light Machines uh, Corona. Do you guys, have you ever even heard of that thing? I've never heard uh, of that one. No. Oh, man. Let me see if I can find a picture and send it to you guys. It was the all coolest right. thing. It was built out of a piece of wood. Corona. It was so cool. It had a brushless motor. It had this crazy rotor head. I can't even explain it. It's been so long since I've seen them. But yeah, the Light Machines Corona was my first one. I'm sure there's someone listening that knows of it. Yeah. They had a Nitro version with like something smaller than an OS30. Uh, I always flew the electric version. But hmm. yeah, the uh, Light Machine Corona. That was my first. Nice. Yeah, yeah I don't. Uh, I don't remember that one at all. Um... But uh, I came in, I mean, aside from doing, and Chris, I think you did the same thing where you got into, no, 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 I'm sorry. I was listening to uh, Free Falls podcast with um, Angelo. He he got suckered into the mall stuff. Um, but I, I got kind of the same way. I actually got suckered in to this uh, mall store called uh, Brookstone, but it was... They had these little coaxial thing. And of course the employees are flying them. So I'm like, well, if they can do it, you know, surely I can, you know? And, um, and that was not the case. The one I got was a total freaking piece of shit. Um, but really and truly my first real deal, well, collective pitch helicopter was the, um, the East sky belt CP or whatever it is. Oh yeah. I've seen that. Yeah. It was like an all inclusive, had a battery, had a charger, had the radio, 
It was like 200 mm-hmm. bucks and it flew like 200 bucks. <laughs> 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 so, yeah, it was quite it was plastic a, but you know, you know, it flew like it too. So, but, um, it wasn't until I got into, so basically what happened with that was, is I, I went to a hobby shop and that's when I really started shopping. Right. And so they had a T-Rex 450 SEV two, which a lot of people learned on. And I was like, well, I'll just take everything out of the East guy and put it into this. And it wasn't quite that easy, but it kind of was. Um, I ended up changing out the servos, of course, because, you know, the ones from the East guy just weren't cutting it. And I didn't understand the geometry of it all and, you know, whatever, uh, with the setup and 90 everything off. And, you know, I was trying to get things as close as possible, but, of course, it flew, like, you know, just as close as possible. And yeah. um, it wasn't until I met a guy in Columbia named David and... He just basically was like, look, can I just take this thing apart and let's kind of start over? And I was like, thinking to myself, I'm like, oh, like, what if he screws something up, you know? But um, he actually obviously knew more more than I did and uh, completely redid it. And it flew great. And that's that's kind of that was that was to me, that was my real first helicopters when I got the T-Rex 450, because obviously you know, it was uh, a really good one, but, um, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Did you do the picture yet? No. Still trying to find a good one. It, hmm. this, the thing is so old that even Google is kind of kicking my butt. It, Google's like, this doesn't exist. Google's <laughs> like, who are you again? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if Google says it doesn't exist, then yeah. There it is. Mm-mm. There it is. All right, Chris, what's your first heli? I think you already kind of uh, yeah, talked about a little bit, but bring it back. Yeah, no, it was uh, the Blade 450, the Flybard before it was, they did the conversion on it and came with that. And it was the same thing. Like, it was a, you could buy everything. I bought it from a guy I used, came with the Radiant DX6i, all the other stuff. And it was like, same thing. Like, I actually picked it up and like, I remember like the elevator servo was like, oh, I was clicking. I was like, that's good enough. And that was my... <laughs> going into like my first like two seconds of flying it and i was like then i crashed it because i had no idea what at the time i was trying to do with being collective being a collective pitch heli i was like okay you flip it into this thing and you're good you just fly around well my old airplane thumb said cut the throttle when you got scared and i just demolished it buried it yeah i was like this is awesome (laughs) fine i'm getting another one Nice. Nice. Well, uh, yeah. This thing's made of wood? I was going to say, that thing thing looks rad. Like, that's like back in the day, build it, everything. Like, is it You want to know how old this is, just so that the listeners know? Hmm. They still have that, like, white Tamiya or Tamiya, whatever you say, connector, and he chopped it off to put Anderson power poles on it. Yeah, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) Like, Perfect. The, oh, the frames, the frames are wood. Yeah, mm-hmm. like that's, that's awesome. Insane, and it's a fixed yeah. pitch. Fixed pitch. Yeah. If you look at the blade grips, um, they kind of—I don't even know how to explain it. They have a feathering shaft inside the blade grip itself, so it kind of pivots. So if you crash, the blade grip just kind of pops out of a groove. Like mm. it was really hard to actually break the machine. Like it was kind of designed 
to just kind of, I don't know, pop apart and then you can put it back together real easy. So crazy. Not a lot of moving parts. Look at that swash plate. It looks like a, it almost looks like a 140 type deal, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That, that thing, I, that looks neat. Yeah. I still have it. My dad has it. It's in his, uh, it's in his shop. Wow. And it has a GY yeah. 240, not even the 401. I think mine probably had a 401, yeah. if I remember correctly. Yeah. But wow. all those old nickel metal batteries and everything. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Jeez. Yeah. Flew terrible. But at the time, it was the coolest thing in the world. Yeah, right? Mm. Nice. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. First event. Um, my first event would have been... I don't remember. There you go. Hmm. It was probably the hometown event. Uh, my home club in Rochester, New York, put on an event every August. So I'm thinking that was probably the first one I went to back when I was younger and before I was able to travel with my dad because uh, started flying around the year 2000. So probably, I don't know, 2004 maybe, 2005 is when I started going to events hmm. with my dad. So probably started out the local one. Yeah, you were probably already sponsored with Gowie and had yeah. batteries and servos and full oh, yeah. sponsorship. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They were paying me five hundred k a year too. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah. yeah, maybe not, but you could stick a freaking Gowie two hundred to a ceiling like nobody's business. And the good old days, yeah. two thousand seven, somewhere in there. Yeah. Do you remember yeah. when? Um, well, let me ask you this: Were you at the event that was indoors? Where Jason Krause stuck the T Rex 500 to the wall and like everybody lost their mind. Like, oh my God, this is fucking nuts. Like, no, was- I was not. That was the AMA Expo in California and I never made it out there. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That room always looked like super tight to me where it was like, how the hell are these guys flying in here? Actually, I got a good story about that. Um, Kevin, you probably know the name. You remember the name Tyler Bonta? No, actually, I don't. Fueled, fueled by Hate was a company he and his dad made. They did upgrades for their Synergy N9. Hmm. I might have seen that name in the thread somewhere. Anyway, well, it was back in like 2006. Um, there was this indoor event in Chicago, Illinois, and it was in October. It was called the iHobby Expo. I used to always go and go compete with 450s and 200s and stuff, and Tyler went. And the event was just shortly after Krauss did that wall landing. Yeah. And Tyler was like, well, I can do that. I mean, if Jason Krause, I mean, that dude's a noob. If if he can do it, I can do it. And, and now this, this venue we flew in didn't actually have walls. Like, it was a convention center, so it just had metal poles everywhere. Right. Oh. So he takes his T-Rex 450, he lines it up, and he goes up to do the same wall lane that Krause did, but he fed full negative and just exploded that thing. <laughs> Around the pole. It was the coolest thing I ever saw. It was so loud, too, because you know how, I mean, it was a convention center, so it was just echoing constantly. So, yeah, yeah, it was awesome. He tried. I gave him an A for effort. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that was the big deal for the longest time was him, you know, putting that helicopter on the wall. Yeah. And uh, people were just losing their minds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, so, Chris, uh, what was your first event? Well, First event that I ever went to and not flew at was actually the last OHB. Was okay. the first event I ever went to when it was like raining and windy and cold out. That was I was just my mind was blown. I was like, I think it was I watched Kyle Doll fly, 
I was watching Kyle, I have Bert Flu, like Justin Cook, like I was like, this is awesome. Like I'll never be able to do any of this, but I'll attempt to. And I'll right. put him in the dirt. I'll put him in the dirt trying, but it was definitely my buddy and I drove up for the day did and hung out and it was it was a really good time even though it was cold and rainy and stuff like that it was cool to see all that stuff going on and it really that's what really got me hooked was that's getting awesome. into that yeah nice oh first event um i really want to say that it was in columbia south carolina here uh gaston there was a um an event that congaree flyers or something that used to put on um and there's quite a few people there um so Mike Swift, of course, uh you know, I I didn't know him real well, but we of course uh maybe I didn't know him at the time. I don't know. Anyway, but I remember him being there and I think he was really at that time probably one of the best pilots uh you know that was around and um or at least that day in particular. And if you've ever seen him fly, he had a very unique style. Um Mm-hmm. he you know it was it was always moving uh there was no stops uh but y- you could almost say that he was like a figure eight master and he would go in and out of orientations doing figure eights and you know it, i mean not just figure eights but he would do other things too but it was always in some weird orientation and he would change orientations as he was doing things and it wasn't smack 3d at all but it was just always flowing is that the best way to put it kyle absolutely yeah it was just one constant motion of speed and you know it didn't feel like he was trying to think of the next thing it just felt like everything was planned and coordinated it was nice yeah i mean me and jason spalding there was a few days at the field like where we would just call out stuff to him you're like nose down transition to this or whatever and and he would just he'd be like oh gosh i haven't done that in a while let's see and then he would do it and be like flawless you know and um but yeah, right before his passing, he was trying to dive into some 3D stuff where he was trying to do like four-point TikToks mm-hmm. and um, and pirouetting loops. Like that was kind of his, right right before he passed, like those were the things that he was trying to nail down. And, and the pirouetting stuff he was getting down, but the, the TikToks, he was still kind of working at it. But but, you know, a man at 57 years old, you know, doing that kind of stuff, I mean, it was impressive, you know? I mean... Yeah, good for him. Yeah, his his flying style was super cool. But, um, but yeah, he was there. Pretty sure Marcus was probably there. Um, but, uh, who knows? He he kind of did his own thing sometimes, but... But, yeah, it was a good time. That was back when... This is how long ago this was, Kyle. It was back when the Radical Century 20 was a thing. Yeah, baby. <laughs> so, yeah, some guy was nice. out there doing the hover with it. <laughs> Jesus. Like, we, were, we were all like, dude, people are going to be deaf in a five-mile radius. Like, <laughs> land that thing. Man. So, yeah, they were Brutal. super loud then, too. Yeah. So, people mm. complain today, but... That was back then. It was loud, right? I know. We got it made nowadays. Yeah. So. Hmm. Yeah, that was it for me. Well, first crash. Now, Kevin. Oh. Kevin. 
Wait. I have a feeling you're going to nail this section. <sighs> so. Now, now, hold on, hold on, hold on. This is just first crash in general. We have more in-depth crash firsts later. But your okay. first ever crash, regardless of cause. So, that's tough because, I mean, that was like my first outing. I mean, no, no, let's no, no. be honest, you know? Like, do you want something like impressive? Like, like how no, about no, the first like, the, the first time I crashed doing a demo? How about that? I was gonna okay, say, or like that crash that you get that scars you for a little bit. <laughs> that you're, like, you're like, oh God, it's gonna happen again. <laughs> Financially, you mean? <laughs> no, just emotionally. Like, um, all right, so I still I, get those. Yeah, so aside yeah. from like crashing from learning like we're, we're past learning at this point mm-hmm. um i uh i i was dialed with my flybar t-rex 600 nitro and that machine was like the shit to me to this day it still holds fond memories um but i was getting pretty good with that, like doing backward, you know, flight figure eights. And of course, again, you know, like Mike Swift had some influence on that. Marcus Kim had influence on, on me as far as like flight style. And, um, so I knew back then that like transitions were everything, you know, kind of thing and how it moves in and out of whatever's. And, and so, uh, I was, I think I was going in and out of something and went into a big loop and I didn't, I didn't pull negative or something and it just started from one side of the field and just plowed from one side to the other. (laughs) (laughs) Just digging a trench, baby. Oh my gosh. I was, yeah, it was bad. And so it was a complete rekit. I was devastated because I, you know, back then I didn't make a lot of money. And I only was at that point, really, I was only like a one helicopter kind of guy, maybe had two at a time, but usually just one. And so it was always the running joke with the guy that I flew with. His name's Hal. And he'd be like, so um, when do you think you'll be back? (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, judging on this one. We're we're looking at a good three months, Hal. I'll I'll see you in a bit, you know, (laughs) and um. And yeah, it was, it was awful. Like it just, I mean, it ejected the battery right off the front, you know, like it was like 50 yards away or something. (laughs) Oh my gosh. It was terrible. Outstanding. Yeah. Yeah. I've got lots Mm. of crash stories, but that's one that, that was quite quite painful. (laughs) Like like stuck with you. Oh dude. Yeah. Yeah, It was bad. That's Mm. so that's mine was like mine. Like that was, I had a, my first kit I ever built was like a it was a Blade 550X because it was at first I was like oh I'll just stick with the Blade stuff and I got that so I was getting comfortable for a while and I was like doing flips and everything I was like I got I could do this like so my buddy was like see how many you can do like just constant flips and I was right. like okay I was like I'll try I'll give this a shot and so I got about three in and I just mixed up the collective and I from about 40 feet up, like straight plowed it into the ground so bad. And it was like in front of like, it wasn't just like us, like me and my buddy flying. It was like, we had an audience over the side of like people that were playing basic basketball or something. All you hear them in the background, they hear, Oh, (laughs) second it hit the the ground. And I was like, like you said, 
this it was a six S pack. Like it, it turned that thing into a taco. Mm. I, I went to take like I was like I'll just take it apart and see what parts are broken. It was pretty much like the skids were the only thing left. Nice. I was like, up, oh, rekit that thing. Proper. So, yeah. So that one stuck with me for a while. I was like, oh, mm. don't don't do that one again. Hmm. Yeah. The first one that. Uh, I think there's more in between. My dad would correct me on probably everything I'm going to say tonight. But the first one that I can remember was with, with my Raptor 50 fly bar, of course. This is way back Ooh. in the day. It's so old that it was 72 megahertz. Nice. Okay. That's going to be crucial to the story now. <laughs> so was flying at a different field than normal. Hey, Chris. Uh, it was, Chris. What? He's going to blame the radio for his crash. Blame, yeah, blame the radio. <laughs> God. Someone, I, someone else turned it on at the same <laughs> channel. No, it's even better than that. So we were flying at a different field. The field was ironically surrounded by orbits, rivers, basically. And I uh, was flying out over the trees. Next thing I know, it's not responding to anything I'm doing, and it's just tanking into the trees. We had oh. a great wonder. I was like probably eight or nine at the time. I didn't know any better. So we get a whole crew, we go out there in the trees, can't find it, looking also the trees, nothing, nowhere to be found. And of course, we walk up to the orbit, and well, well, if it's going to be anywhere, it's going to be at the bottom of that thing. Mm. So one of the local buddies was uh, a diver, and he brought all of his stuff, and he Gosh. went diving. No and way. And he, he found my poor Raptor 50 <laughs> at the bottom of the orbit, and he pulls it out, and lo and behold, the reason for the crash was my antenna came off my boom sport. And got wrapped around the rotor head. Oh, oh. Yep. And he yanked itself out of the receiver and uh, tanked into the water. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's mm-hmm. a good one. Yeah. Rebuilt it and flew it again. That's when you looked at your dad and said, what happened, dad? <laughs> What'd you do? <laughs> what, what did you do? Yeah. What did you do? He broke my toy. You're the one who yeah. built it, dad. You know. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Wow. That was a good one. So um, let's take it a little step further then, because uh, I don't think you have it in here, possibly. No. Uh, t- let's talk about worst crash for you, Kyle, doing a demo. Nope. I already know what it is. Gotcha. Um, Hit it. All right. Um, Urcha 2000, and it's actually a competition. Urcha, the one competition from 2000. 12 i want to say um it's that one competition where you got seven minutes to fly you can use as many machines as you want you just got to fill up seven minutes and i remember i was using three machines three different goblins uh two 700s and then uh, goblin 630 to end it and the routine basically and the whole idea is i was going to do like kind of like a nose a nose slide like tail slide but nose first come in real low at the bottom hit hold flip and land well Started the nose slide from about, I don't know, 2,000 feet in the air, I felt like. Doing rolls on the way down, just building up as much speed as I can, and I get to the ground, and I guess my pullout game was weak, because I just had no exit plan in mind. (laughs) (laughs) Just straight in. Nothing left. Oh, gosh. Yeah, that was a doozy. I don't know what happened. I just, I, it was to the beat and everything, right into the ground. Hmm. So. It was like loaded up? Maybe it was, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I probably was just not paying attention. Yeah. That happens. Well, mm. you I so my situation's a little different, okay? I'm not I'm not, you know, big big time like Mr. Kyle here, but mm-hmm. um, whatever. 
you know, uh, I I got asked to do a demo at my dad's club. Now, mind you, this is primarily a airplane club, and this was like mm, maybe 2012, 20, somewhere in there, you know, 2012, 2013, and um, so. You know, I knew just enough at that point to be dangerous. So this this is where the joke for Mike Sobe comes in because I was actually running a a Line 3G uh, fly brush unit, but it had all the mods done to it, right? So it had like the the silicone on the accelerometers and whatever to add dampening, and of course there was like a couple parameters in that unit that you had to slide from 80 to 20. Otherwise, it flew like a hot turd. So, you know, if you didn't do that, you know, it was terrible and it was like just bobbly. And anyway, so if you did these things, it actually flew pretty decent. So uh, I this, mind you, was my second T-Rex uh, that I had 600 Nitro. Of course, obviously, this one being fly bar. I mean, fly bar less. Sorry. And um, and I don't know that I was sponsored by any, I was sponsored by someone. I can't remember what it is now. Um, it might've been Curtis at the time, possibly, because I was running those, uh, Radix blades. Uh, but at any rate, um, you know, you can pretty much, you can impress plankers pretty easily. Right. So, uh, I was doing one flight just to kind of warm up or whatever. And, you know, this is not demo time. And so, uh, I was just doing my normal routine of things and some guy was flying over me and apparently it really pissed him off. And so the president came walking over to me. He was like, Hey, he's like, you know, do you think you could maybe not fly like until the demo? Cause people are getting upset, you know, whatever. And I'm like, this is fucking lame. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, at any rate, uh, you know, I did that flight, and of course, this one lady, I'll never forget, she said something like, you know, she says, was that the demo? She's like, I mean, do you have anything left after that? Like, seriously, you know? And again, like I say, you know, it's it's easy to impress plankers, so uh, I was not shocked by her statement, but, you know, she was giving me praise, she was being nice, and but I was like, yeah, okay. And um, so... There was two guys doing demos. It was me doing the helicopter side, and there was this other guy doing uh, the airplane stuff. Coincidentally, it was her husband that was going to do a demo with the plane. And um, so I get out there to do my thing, and and I was going to be Mr. Fancy Pants, and I was going to do this hurricane counterclockwise, come straight in at myself, but go straight up, and then pull throttle hold, and then like auto down kind of thing, you know? Um, so I'm doing, as you guys are used to like super fast hurricanes and I'm coming around, around towards the backside, tuck it in coming towards myself and it just dives straight into the corn, just like, whoop, and it was done. (laughs) 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 Bye-bye. And it was like a freaking morgue, like nobody clapped, nobody cheered. It was just like dead silent, you know? And, uh. And so I just remember turning around. I'm like, I'm like, you guys can clap. It's cool. Like, actually, you know, this is normal, right? You know, this is what us helicopter guys do. And um, and it took us a little bit to find it, but I found it, brought it back to the table, and it was a complete rekit. It was done. Man. So yeah. At least you did it proper. 
Yeah. I mean, I ended on a good note, I thought, but nobody appreciated it at all. <laughs> no one was excited. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> this so, is awesome. Yeah. Like, no. Yeah. So, <clears throat> yeah, it was pretty bad. It was real bad. So, Whoops. Yep. Anyway, so, what do we got here? Achievements? Achievement, man. The first yeah. thing where you did it and you were like, yeah, I did it. Hmm. Chris, go ahead. What you got? I was, I'll say when I, because it took me a while to get that Blade 450 to actually fly, right? After I kept bending the fly bar back straight until I did the conversion. When I flew like my first pack through that thing, and it was just hovering, and I flew it without crashing, and it was like two or three packs, and I didn't crash it. I was pretty excited about that. Like it's, it was super nothing, like just hovering it around, trying my best to not crash, and I'm, went through three packs and came home in one piece. Like, I was pretty proud about that. Nice. <clears throat> yeah, I can, I can totally relate. Um, it was with my T-Rex 450, believe it or not. Uh, very, you know, non-excitable, you know, time or whatever for, for anyone else around me, I guess. But for me at the time, uh, I always had five 3S batteries, and I could never make it through those packs every outing okay i mean me and crashing we're tight right <laughs> if you haven't figured that out yeah. uh so i never would make it through and so at this point i was doing like loops and rolls and just you know just circuits and stuff and i went out there and did all of those things and flew all five packs without crashing and I would do it. I was over the moon. Like I, you couldn't chisel the smile off my face for like weeks. Nice. I was just, Oh man, that was the biggest one for me. I think that's cool, man. That's a yeah. simple one. I like it. Yeah. Hmm. Well, you there, when I started to fly, my dad was really strict about learning, uh, the basics first, hovering in all orientations and doing circles and stuff. So, I would say what I felt the best about was when I was able to do clean and controlled um, forward flight figure eights. Mm. Yeah, because those kicked my butt for a while. So when I finally got those done, I remember, even to this day, I can still remember just feeling happy and proud. Like, ah, I finally did it. Right. I didn't crash. They looked all right. And, you know, the machine's still together. So Yeah. And you said it's upright figure eights? Upright figure eight, just going yeah. forward. Yep. Yeah, yeah. It's it's nice. It's those little things that you do. You're like, ah, yeah. I felt good. I felt good about that. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Um, here's a one that might be a little bit harder to answer. But what was your first experience where a fellow pilot helped you thoroughly? Like when you sat back and go, man, if he wasn't here right now, I'd be lost. Ooh. Okay. Who wants mm. to go first? I'm going to need a minute to think about that one. All Me right. too. So you go, Kevin. Okay, cool. Um, so I, I mentioned something briefly earlier where I had mentioned that, you know, David helped reset up my helicopter. Of course, that was huge. But somebody for me who was instrumental through my learning process was Gregor McGrath of A-Main. Hands down. Really? Oh, yeah. I spent a lot of time on the phone with him in the first few years of um, of doing this hobby. And so much so that like he and I became really good friends. 
And, um, and it was really cool because then we went to Urcha in 2011 and actually got to meet him in person. So it just made it all worth that, you know what I mean? Because it was finally like we got to meet each other in person. And, um, but yeah, I mean, there was all kinds of little things that like I would, you know, be faced with. And, and he was like, oh, well, you know, try this and see if that fixes it and let me know. And, you know, um, but he was just, Jason Bell's the same way even today. But, uh, but Gregory was one of those people where, you know, imagine trying to troubleshoot someone's helicopter without seeing it fly to understand exactly what's going on. Hmm. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, that, that person doesn't know how to explain it the best. Yeah, exactly. Like, then you got somebody who can't communicate well and is like, well, it does this little jiggy shimmy thingy. And you know what I mean? Like, I can only imagine how those phone calls go. You know what I mean? <laughs> But yeah. yeah, he was amazing and instrumental. Of course, and he was no bullshit. You know, I I remember I went through a phase where I was like, do I go T-Rex 500? Do I go Protos 500? And he was like, oh man. But he was, he loves the hobby so much that like, you know, he would try all the helicopters that he could afford to get his hands on. So that way, when he talked to people and they asked those questions, he had an answer, you know? Hmm. That's and, cool. Yeah. So he was super instrumental for me, like in the beginning days, hands down, for sure. Nice. Chris, you got anything? So the one thing I could think of was uh, when I first started putting helis together and I was setting up a gyro and I didn't know it, was a, it wasn't the AR-7200. It was like one in between there, something where you had to have every wire going into it. And the instructions I had for my receiver just like plug this in so like i went to this local hobby shop that was nearby that actually dealt with helis and stuff like that and that guy he actually helped me out a lot with the basic setup to be able to get that thing to work and everything worked like it should and then go through the castle setup and that was that was i would have not known what to do at that point Hmm. so i was clueless about it but like that was kind of like my favorite one thing and like my buddy josh he was a little bit before i was so at that point like uh, everything with like spectrum setting up like the throttle curves and stuff like that like i was like i don't know what i'm doing or setting up a castle like he knew all that stuff and he was helping me through that for a while there which is it's kind of cool because like he helped me out with all that stuff and then uh, i've i've been in the v control and stuff like that for a while now and now he calls me up and it's like kind of full circle which i thought was pretty neat to do Mm. nice nice very cool you figure out anything yet kyle yeah, but it's a little bit of a different answer. I mean, obviously, first and foremost would be my dad, just because he did all the wrenching and the tuning and taught me how to fly and always solved all the problems. So after my father, I'm actually going to have to say a guy named Jack Burnside. Mm. And he didn't help me with any like he didn't wrench on something or, you know, show me what I was doing wrong. But he was actually one of my first sponsors he was the owner of empire hobby which was the u.s importer for galley nice so if it wasn't for him and flying that brand i don't know if i would be where i am today because that kind of helped put me on the map so to speak because that put the galley 200 in my hands and you know doing all those videos and all the contests with that thing so say if it was wasn't for jack i wouldn't be here probably now sidebar question i mean when you started doing this was were were you gunning for competing or was it just something that kind of started to happen? It kind of just fell into place. I didn't really care about competing even to this day. Like I'm not a very competitive person, generally speaking. Um, 
But it just kind of happened because my first contest was in 2005, shortly after getting sponsored by Empire Hobby. And they flew me out to California for an indoor event. And it just kind of, you know, snowballed from there, going from this one to that one to the next one. And Hmm. next thing I know, I'm a competitor, supposedly. Right, right. Yep. Very cool. Hmm. Yeah. Look at that one. First time meeting your idol pilot. Ooh. That's easy. Cal oh. Stacy, Cal Stacy, Cal Stacy. No, man. No. <laughs> I cannot. I said pilot. I don't fly anymore, remember? That's mm. true. Yeah. yeah. You're going to be as bad as Tariq. You just do the same five maneuvers over and over again. Yeah. <laughs> just raise the RPM every video. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Yeah. I'm All kidding. right, Kevin. Go for it. Uh, you know what? Um, I got to give credit to Matt Bodos. Mm. Yeah. Um. I remember we were at an event, and I think what stuck with me was, uh, you know, of course, I knew what was going on. I knew that he had just taken over Synergy. I knew the N5 was kind of a big deal, um, and I knew he was behind that, of course. But uh, even though he was, you know, obviously buried within that, um, I he asked me what I was flying. I was like, man, I just got a T-Rex 600 Nitro. And instead of saying something like, oh, cool, he was like, man, you're going to love that thing, Hmm. you know? And I think that that was like, you know, one of the beginning conversations that he and I had where I was like, man, what a stand-up dude, you know? Right. And, um, of course, you know, many years later, I say many, it was a couple years later, I guess, whatever. But, um, you know, I ended up, was actually able to join his team, the Synergy team. But, um, but yeah, it was... uh, it was just really cool meeting him and, and getting to talk with him. Uh, and my dad, of course, was there with me at the time. And, um, and yeah, it was a very memorable trip because of Matt and just how generous he was with his time. And, um, yeah, I'll never forget that. It was, it was a good time. So Nice. Matt is good people. That's, that's good. Yeah, yeah he, he just recently helped me out. Like, I, was, I thought it was my, like, the pipe was making weird noise I, had, I got from him, and it was... It was me. It was a tune I had. My tune was the idol was lean for some reason, which I've never had before. And I was having that pre detonation sound in there. And he likes, I sent him an email and he's like, yeah. He's like, here, I'll send you a pipe, send a pipe. And I told him, and I was like, Hey, it was my fault. And he was really super cool about everything. And I, I paid for the pipe just cause I was like, that's just how it should be. And it's not his fault. So right. he took, he took care of me real well. He was like, if it's my pro- if the pipes problem, just mail it back to me. If it's not, don't worry about it. And I was like, no, no, no. It's my fault. I'll pay for it. You're not losing money because of something I did. So right. it was super helpful and it was awesome to be able to talk to him. He's a good dude. Yeah. Nice. That's awesome. Hmm. So who you got, Kyle? Um, the first, my first idol pilot was Alan Zabo Jr. Mm. Yeah. Completely obsessed with that guy. I watched every single video he ever did. Uh, Sunday at the Lake with the Raptor 90. I know everyone here has seen that. I would hope. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Alan's able. He came to my local field in 2005. First time seeing him in person and hanging out. And I just took in everything I could from him, watching him fly and getting tips from him on my flying and looking at, well, I mean, I was too young at the time, but my dad was looking at his setup and just kind of comparing notes. So, yep. Alan Zabel Jr. Hmm. That's a good one. Not too bad. Yeah. yeah. Well, I will say the 
mine was I met Bobby Watts when I was I just graduated Fire Academy and I was like, you know what? I've got a couple of buddies down here. I was like, let me just reach out to him and see if he'll do like a little seminar for us and like kind of give us a class throughout the day and everything. And it was it was really awesome. Spent the day, went to torches, spent eight to ten hours out there almost. It was a long day and like we just went over everything from like the basics to like autos to it was cool because it was like that's he had his in seven out there and uh he had v control and he's like that's what kind of got me into it i was talking to him he's like he's like you're gonna because i flew icon and spectrum at the time and he's like he's like i was like you notice the difference like i'm not sponsored by this guys i'm i paid for the radio myself he's like i love how this radio made me a better pilot and that's when i got a v control and it was best thing ever it was really awesome getting to meet him that day he was super helpful and even now like he gave me his number he's like you got any questions just send me a text wow and so and so i some random guy meet him he'd be like here's my number go ahead you can text me if you want to don't be creepy you know <laughs> <laughs> no phone calls with heavy breathing breathing yeah <laughs> that's all you hear in the background is <sighs> yeah that's awesome yeah huh. yeah Ooh, mechanical failure crash. <laughs> where do I begin, Kyle? <laughs> well, I don't know, Kevin. Where do, where do <laughs> where, you begin? Where, where was the first one? Yeah. Hmm. Oh, well, well, no. Well, so got a Rolodex right now. Yeah. I'm, um. So let's let's twist this a little bit and not call it a mechanical. No, I can't do that because we're gonna do that later. Shoot. Mechanical failure, huh? Um, geez, I was not prepared for this one. You guys got anything? Let me think. Yeah, I, um, I yeah, go for I, it. I had a uh, an aligned the four seventy when those first came out, and mm-hmm. I was flying, I was flying that, and it's I had, it's mechanical. I had brownout. I was like, did not know what to do. I was like, I because it landed, and all of a sudden you see it rabbit ear, and it reinitialize and everything i was like i don't know what happened yeah and so that's like the closest thing i could think of mechanical area error yeah me. i mean i had kind of the same one i was flying a raptor 90 with um an unnamed radio brand who had just come out with 2.4 gigahertz uh you know i don't want to say the brand but everyone here can figure it out and i was doing pyro flips uh out in front of myself and i lost it and it came right back like everything stopped and then came right back and before i could like level out and and land it just came full speed full pitch right at me oh and i was only like 12 or 13 at the time something like that so my dad had to pick me up and start running (laughs) (laughs) yeah because i didn't know what was going on so yeah i'd probably say uh brown out as well so um Mine was not a brownout. Sorry, can't join that club. I Dang. I never had problems with brownouts. Uh, you know, I know they were talked about. Um, I think it was a specific model of that brand radio that followed. It was like an SE type version that maybe gave people a lot of problems. Um, I had the first generation of that radio, and I never had problems. Um, so mm. I was one of the lucky ones. Um. However, I was at our field with a T-Rex 700 Nitro. Uh, Was it Flybar? No. 
pretty sure this was not Flybar. If it was, whatever, I don't know. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so uh, I'm pretty sure it was Flybar. But so I I was doing this auto, and you know, I was trying to again trying to up my game of things. I know this sounds really stupid, but I was trying to do an auto in, but then kind of like land nose in, right? You know, a lot of people did that back in the day. It was kind of like, ooh, whoa, he landed nose in. Hmm. And <laughs> so um, I remember that it kind of tipped over just a little bit and caught, you know, a couple blades, right? But then it kind of kicked itself back over, no big deal. So I went to go do uh, another one, and except I was kind of doing a little bit more flying before I did it because I still had enough, you know, fuel in the tank. But I noticed that my tracking was kind of out from that you know, botched auto. Mm -hmm. And the more I flew it, like, I was like, wow, the tracking's back in. This is awesome. <laughs> Self-tracking helicopter. I was like, wow, this thing's like self-healing. It's amazing. Um, so I was doing this thing where I, I think I was coming and doing like loops sort of in front of myself, you know what I mean, or whatever. And so it was coming inverted across the field, like inches off the ground. And then I would like full, you know, uh, negative to go push it up and out and above and kind of like the the Tim Jones way of doing things where it was like these big fast power loop kind of things and all of a sudden it came screaming up in front of us and I went straight up and it was probably I don't know 30 feet up and it just went boom <laughs> freaking <laughs> I mean it just blew up and people were running as usual I'm used to it now uh <laughs> And parts were flying everywhere, and it was a total rekit. I mean, it wasn't a rekit, but it was like $500 worth of damage. Man. And it was that's... because of the fact that basically a link was letting loose, and that's why, you know, a pitch link, and that's why it went, you know, out of tracking, then back into tracking because it was stretching or whatever it was doing, right? And, um, and that link just let loose. It was like, I'm done leaving the party, and it just poof. I mean, it's <laughs> just outstanding yeah yeah it was a good one 500 bucks i think that was like one of my first crashes where i was like holy balls <laughs> like 500 dollars? seriously yeah. i don't think it made it back out to the field to be honest i am um, really uh well actually no because there's a guy here who still owns it um hmm. and it flies uh but at any rate that must have been a. I must have fixed it. I must have gone ahead and fixed it. But, but yeah, that was uh, that was one of those crashes where I was like, "Good lord, that was a lot of money." Mm. So, yeah. jeez. Mm hmm. God, you guys are making me feel really bad here. No, dude, this is awesome. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah that's mm -hmm. the whole point of it. Yeah, that's great. You're making me want. You know, to there's a lot of people who are relating to your stories right now, Kevin. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's me exploding helicopters. <laughs> I I get it. That's like I do that every weekend. <laughs> yeah, I'm there. I'm there. Hmm. So well, let's deviate from crashes just for one topic. Sure, okay. one topic. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. What was your first far away event, uh, Chris? Yeah, go ahead, well, Chris. I'll say like. Out of like driving to torches like I normally would, but it's uh was be the mow down. I went when I went to that not spring fling last the year before because I was originally planning on going to spring fling and then COVID happened and then they're like we're coming for mow down. I was like okay, and so I went there and I would I rented an RV from someone that local and everything like that. It was it was a lot of fun. 
especially seeing like the beans and everything to see that stuff. And then you guys, it was what Kyle, you, uh, Bert and Bobby did that, that three way for the tandem. That was amazing. Mm -hmm. That was all seeing the, for the first time, like watching that, I was like mind blown for a little bit. I was like, (laughs) like, how did I, did they not, it happened. Well, I was like, it's awesome. But, uh, I like, I really good time. Met a lot of cool people there and it was, it's a really fun laid back event but also got fun at nighttime. Nice. Right on. Yeah. Good times. Good times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. So, Kevin, what you got? Okay. Yeah, because I, I feel like you should go last because obviously yours is going to be international, I'm sure. Um, no. <laughs> God. So, <laughs> Mr. One-Upper, you know. She says uh, whatever. No, I'm kidding. The famous uh, one. Yeah. So, um... I, the farthest I've ever been has been Urcha, and the first time for that was 2011. And I feel bad for people these days. Maybe I shouldn't, but I do. Some I think are conflicted. I've talked about it before, like whether you like a big Urcha or a small Urcha. Some people like it being smaller. Me, I'm the opposite, where I feel very fortunate that I got to go during that time, because I think that particular event was over 1,100 people. And that's a lot of people for Urcha, but it was well worth it because it was international for sure. Uh, Tons of people from, you know, many different countries were there. Um, All the who is who is there, like, you know, meeting Curtis Youngblood, because at the time I was on his team and, um, you know, getting to see the the rave ballistics and stuff in person because they were like, I think, just coming out right then. And um, getting to meet some of my team pilots, you know, um, God, what was his name? Uh, maybe it'll come to me. Uh, anyway, um, but that was a lot of fun to to see some of those folks, and of course, then get to see Alan and you know, Alan Zabo, and of course, you know, Marcus was there with Danny Zabo, and you know. Um, you know, Matt Bodos, of course, you know, and getting to see the, all these great pilots flying in the same location, you know, Bobby Watts, and I'm sure Kyle was there, didn't probably pay attention to Kyle at the time. Sorry, buddy. Mm, um, rude. I know, I know. But, um, you know, it was just so huge that everyone was there. And and I loved it because of that, because all the vendors were there, including people from overseas. And um, uh, one of the ones I remember in particular, uh, I don't know, Chris, if you'll remember this, but uh, Kyle, you remember the Shape helicopters? Heli directors yep. to sell them, right? Yep. So there was the Shape 8, or S8, as they called it. And it was like, really and truly... I think any, I'm pretty sure it was like the first 800 class heli, like even before T-Rex. And this thing was massive. Like the frame itself was massive. It was huge. Yeah. Um, I mean, from skids to head, it had to be like a foot and a half tall. Like it was just it, probably bigger than that. It was like almost two feet, man. It was huge. It was massive, like was ridiculously, rude. unnecessarily huge. Yes, like side profile was huge, and if I'm not mistaken, even the boom was comparable to that. Like it was a quite, it was a big boom. But I have a video somewhere on my computer of these guys flying it, and um, 
and that that was super memorable for me for whatever reason i it just sticks out in my mind that i got to see this helicopter fly and to be perfectly honest you know I don't think it made its way back to the United States after that, unless it came 2012 when I wasn't there. But I don't know that it did because Shape wasn't around for very long. Um, I don't remember. I know JC Zenko was flying them at one point. I don't know if he ever did anything with it like long term. I don't know. Yeah. Hmm. It, it looked fantastic. I remember thinking like, oh, my God, I'd be so badass, you know. Um, yeah. But... Yeah, I I felt fortunate, like I say, just because I'm sure after you know that it wasn't around very much, and and I think you could you could buy it even like a couple years ago. You could still buy one overseas, but I don't think they shipped to the U.S. I'm not sure, but um, but yeah, pretty much it was locked to you know Europe and Asia. Uh, basically, once HeliDirect kind of dried up that contract with them. I say contract, but you know, that deal with them and shape went away. Like, you know, you never, you never heard about them again, you know? Right. Right. So, yeah. But that was my first furthest away. And yeah, I'm very fortunate that I got to go when it was that thick of people. You know what I mean? Right. So really right. fun. Cool. Nice. So it seems like it'd be fun to like, go to a big event like that and then also see it the small would be kind of cool to see the contrast and mm. I, i'd like to go see a big event like that's like ohb for me the last year was to me that was like the biggest event i've been to where they had like a sponsor row and stuff like that which was that's what got me hooked so yeah well it's just it's kind of okay so for example like joe Nall, you know when you go there uh you know, all of the who is who with airplane stuff is there, you know? And mm -hmm. so if you want to meet and greet and shake hands with the, the BVM guy, was it Bob Violet jets or whatever, yep. you know, um, you know, you can do that, you know, where otherwise you just see them in videos or in interviews or, you know, whatever kind of thing. So to be able to see those types of things in person is just makes it that much more cool. And, um, don't get me wrong. Like, you know, this past Urcha was a lot of fun, uh, but it was fun for different reasons. And I've touched on that in previous, you know, the previous episodes, but um, where it just, it was a different feeling altogether because of the team that I'm a part of. But um, so it was still fun. But again, I think 2011 for me was like a, a tad higher just because of the fact of all the, you know, things to see you know that were there they were holding seminars remember that kyle yeah yeah you know like people would do seminars and talk about things i think carrie has done seminars there before on gassers and you know, Man, i'm trying stuff. to think of some other ones like castle i think it was doing seminars and various stuff like that right hmm. i remember uh maybe it was bert not sure but they would like throw out sets of edge blades like into the crowd <laughs> I mean, that's back where they just like would chuck stuff out into audiences, and I'm like, holy shit! Yeah, you know, not anymore. Not anymore. Not anymore. Nope. No Avant girls. No Lamborghinis. Man, what happened to this hobby? Right? That's, you guys just make me realize I missed out on a lot. <laughs> yeah, it was a good. If there's time. no Lamborghini at Urcha, I ain't going. That's right. <laughs> Get it together, BK Hobbies. Sheesh. <laughs> <laughs>
Uh, actually, uh, my first faraway event just came to me. It was actually Urcha as well. Was it? Yeah, Urcha 2005. And who was there? Who was the, the big deal? Um, that was when Alan Zabo was just taking over the world still. Mm. With the blue raptor. And so The crack move. No, that was uh, later. That was later. That was 2007, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, he was flying that. His brother Danny was killing it. Jason Krause with the center. Ooh, no, I don't know what Jason was flying at that point. He T-Rex at that time or no? No, that came later. It was either miniature or his own synergy. I think it was the yeah the synergy N nine. He still had the prototype. Okay. Uh, Curtis was there, killing it as always. Um, that was the that was cool for me because I got to see all these big huge names in person, all at the same field. Right. Uh, if you when I say you guys, I mean listeners. If you listeners out there think that you know teams are flooded now, back in the day it was like insane. Like miniature aircraft had like thirty team pilots, and that's oh, one wow. company. Jesus. Yeah, and then times that by, you know, 50 more vendors. And vendor row was four or five times the length it was in the past few years. So many more companies and everything. So mm. it was uh, it was wild back then. Yeah. So it's just a young kid getting into it. It was quite the experience. Like, it kind of changed my perspective on events because here I am like, all right, here's the first event where there's 1,000 pilots. Next. All right. right. 87 pilots? Okay. Well, what happened? Yeah, right. So, so 2005, that's four years prior to, lame, I know, sorry, uh, 2009. So 2009 is when I got into the hobby, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was a magazine that I had that told the pilot count for Urcha in 2009. And it was like, I don't know, 743, something like that. Something like that. So mm-hmm. think about that. Two years later, it being over 1,100, it's like mm-hmm. mega boom, right? I mean, yeah. where did all these people come from, you know? And the bigger question is where'd they go and why? Right. I was say, where they all drop off to? Yeah, know? that's what I can never, I mean, we've all speculated it was drones or whatever, but I don't, don't really know where everyone went. Yeah, I don't think it was drones. Uh, who knows? But yeah, 11, 12, and 13 were like the big booming years of the hobby where it was just... Yeah. So many people. Yeah. It's crazy. So mm. do you remember how many people it was in 20 or 2005? Like, I mean, at least vaguely, like just rough. Was it less than um, 700? Yeah. I, I, I have this 500 to 600 number in my head. Okay. Somewhere in there. It was also a much different time in the hobby because, you know, <laughs> I say it as if it was crazy long time ago, but I remember the shenanigans back in those days were worse than ever before. Because right now, like, if you're at Urcha and someone does something dumb, it's on Facebook about four and a half minutes later. (laughs) But yeah, people were taking the golf carts and doing races through the cornfields. They were getting hammered. They were getting their stomachs pumped at the hospital. They were crashing behind the flight lines drunk. I mean, there was just so much bad stuff going on. And all you had to rely on was Run Rider and Heli Freak, and no one was reporting it, so to speak. So, right. Man, I just remember the shenanigans were nuts back then. Jeez. Yeah. We have it easy nowadays. Mm. Not mm-hmm. really. No golf carts for you. Yeah. You just got to get your steps in, dog. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah, I get, I'll get that pedometer up. Mm-hmm. Right. Walk it out. Yeah. Mine, I have, mm-hmm. a, I have a meter that tells me how long I've been sitting. 
Yeah. Right now it's probably like, get up. (laughs) (laughs) My watch does that. It's like time to stand up. I'm like, no, no, don't you tell me what to do. Yeah. 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 You shut your face. You (laughs) gosh. Yeah. Well, very cool. Good stuff. I, yeah, I kind of missed that, that big boom of Urcha. Cause like I say, everybody who was, everybody was there and, you know, that reminds me, did you ever go to Clint Aiken's birthday bash in his backyard, Kyle? Because he did I quite never a few did. rows, I mean, or years in a row. Mm. I always wanted to, but something always conflicted with it, or I couldn't go. Mm. That was another, yeah, that was another place where, like, pro pilots from all over the country would fly in, and mm. I don't know how in the world me and Gooch got privy to that little soiree of things but um they're like yeah just show up you'll be all right and i was like okay because i'm pretty sure it was like invite only kind of thing you know and uh i know jason spalding of course got linked up because of mike swift but um i think it might have been him who got us out there but at any rate um you know there was i mean nick maxwell flew in you know Mm-hmm. And Bobby Watts was there. Matt was there, of course. Jeez, um, who else? I mean, there was all kinds of people, big name people there. And um, and yeah, you just set up for the weekend and, and flew in Clint's backyard the entire weekend. It was amazing. Yeah, yeah. Clint was the man. He was buddies with everybody. So yeah, a lot of people would show up just for that and hang out for his birthday. I remember it being explained as like a low stress, low like chill environment. So. Everyone wanted to go there just to hang out. Oh, Mitch Morosas was there. Remember that too? Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Bert and Bobby, I think you said those guys. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That was the one I went to in particular that I remember was when the NX4 Nitro just had come out. Mm. And Bobby was beating the piss out of that. And I was like, dude, that thing looks amazing. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Back in the day. Back in the day. Back in the day. No more. Hmm. <laughs> Not. All right, let's get back to more crashing. So, uh, Builder Air. <laughs> I got this one covered too. You know, whatever. You guys are just knocking them, me knocking them all out. Jeez, hmm. uh, Skids is not the right name for me. Apparently. Yeah, Tra- why should it be? Trash bag. Yeah, exactly. Trash bag. Stretch the link. That's your new name. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. man who's got some builder errors anybody uh oh, yeah. i'll go first uh, yeah, this isn't this stuff. isn't the first one because uh well my dad did all the wrenching and everything in the beginning but mm-hmm. when i took over um i was pretty good for a while a long while and then i got complacent and it was uh right when sab sent me the first uh uh, Maverick, that F3C thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was like a full carbon fuselage thing. Looks so sick. Carbon fiber canopy and boom, like red paint and everything. It was right before one of the blowouts down here. And I built it in like, I don't know, 27 minutes and set it up in about eight seconds and went to go fly it. And I had the V bar set backwards. Oh, no, nice. Yeah, man. Took that beautiful machine, got light on the skids, and just did a front flip right into the run. Uh, Concrete runway. Dang. Oh, done. Game over. As soon as it happened, I knew what it was too, because it, it's there's no mistaking it. Right. 
Yeah. As soon now, as I you, saw it lean forward, I was done. You said Maverick, but that's not right. What are you talking about the Urukai? Urukai, that's the one. Urukai. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right. They're all yeah, the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The gray and red or whatever. Mm-hmm. Had oh, like a God, full actual goodness. yeah. Oh yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, such a disgrace. Yeah, it would look great for, you know, six seconds as I was pulling up. Yeah. Was, mm-hmm. When you were saying it was Maverick, I was like, man, you've been that long? <laughs> it's like that's impressive. No, no, no. That happened a few years ago. Now, a long time ago. Well, mine was with I had the the nitro, the black nitro, and I was like, I just built it first flight. I was like, I'll finish. Made the mistake of being like, I'll hot glue the wires later. <laughs> and so I did. I did the flight. And it was it was John and Justin and uh, my buddy Tom were all there, and I so I take it up. Um, take it up a little bit high enough to where I'm like, okay. If something happens, I could fix it. And so I just pop it up, and I was like, let me see if it's got negative pitch. Pushed it back down, then popped it back up again. And when I went to push down, it kept going down. Oh. And I was just like full speed. Like, it was first flight, first like 20 seconds into it. Thing just goes straight down, and then slowly rolls to the right. And just oh. hammers, hammered, hammered the ground. Like, I was like, I was so mad at it. You could see it just running like smoking like crazy i was like you could sit out there for a while and run so i t- <laughs> took my time walking all the way out there i was pissed and i was like because it's i'm normally if i can make it past the first flight i'm okay with it if it could i crash to the second flight i'm okay first flight it's just something about that whenever i do a crash like that and i walk out there and i'm like what could it and i was like i'm looking at the radio i was like why don't i have why is it not connected and i go oh. down i, l- I look and this was also my mistake too. Is I had one battery lead. Now I have two multiples to go in there, but I had one. So the battery lead came out of the Neo, and I lost all power, and it just went full throttle into the ground and stayed running there for a while. Outstanding. But yeah. So that was a pretty good one. I was like, that sucked. Mm. Yeah. It's Kevin. A, it's always a bummer, man. But. It's uh, it's not a bummer unless you do it three times in a row, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> so, this is... Uh, I used to do uh, a T-Rex 500 and a, T- a T-Rex 600 Nitro. And I, I used to pick on Gooch uh, early on in the show where he'd be like, yeah, it's my warm-up Nitro or my warm-up heli, you know, whatever. And I'm like... Pfft stupid lame <laughs> but i did the same thing so i give him shit but i i did the same thing so my t-rex 500 was like my warm-up bird you know i'd fly that and then i'd jump into the nitro and finish out the day on that and uh but i had just built a brand new one and 500 and I mean, I had the the Cano Mod canopy with like the white and the it was like a white canopy with like a reddish you know uh windscreen and it had like the green you know scallopy things on it or whatever and uh and and that wasn't enough like i got the green um kbdd uh you know paddles for it you know for the fly bar that matched the canopy and then the tail uh blades you know they matched the canopy and i was like the shit (laughs) i was like this is awesome and it looks so good and uh so 
I flew at a field that had a concrete runway and um, it wasn't meant for jets or anything like that. It was, you know, planes could do it, but the, the concrete wasn't, you know, good enough for jets. But at any rate, that's irrelevant to this story. But it was a concrete runway that we took off on. And um, I was super excited. And, and of course, I, you know, at this point, I'd built, you know, quite a few helis. I was not worried about it at all. And, you know, David um, said something. He's like, you know, he's older. He uh he was like, son, he goes, is this a maiden on that heli? And I was just like, yeah, it's, it's a maiden, you know. He's like, we all better back up. And so um, at any rate, uh, I start throttling up, you know, and, um, and it gets just to the point where it's light on the skids. I mean, so we're like, you know, highest head speed kind of thing, right? And, you know, neutral center, you know, zero pitch getting light, you know, whatever. And it just whap rolls right over, right. <laughs> and just explodes. And I was like, my fucking canopy, you know, I was so <laughs> mad. I was so mad. So took it home. They were like, what happened? I'm like, I don't freaking know. You know, like, I have no idea. It just rolled over on me. And, um, so took it home, bought parts, put it back together. Went back out there, except this time I was in a grass field. It was near my house. And uh, spooled it up again. Got light on the skids. Now I'm kind of like being, you know, a little nervous about the whole thing. I'm like, surely it's going to be okay. Gets light on the skids. Whap! Rolls over right. (laughs) Does it again. (laughs) I'm like, what the F, you know? So now I'm like down, you know, $200, you know, because I fixed it twice. And, um go back out to the field. Now I'm like in kind of a rush because like it's Easter weekend. Uh, the wife wanted to go accomplish some things. And I'm like, listen, let me just go maiden this thing real quick. I'll be right back fast. I'll, I'll, I'll be right back. Go out to the field. There's this guy out there and I feel really horribly because as Eric, she was mentioned, you know, grumpy Kevin is not fun to be around. So Get out there, set this thing down in a hurry, spool it up. Same thing, whap, right into the ground. <laughs> and I'm like, this is horseshit, you know? And so he's like, what happened? Like, what's going on? And I'm like, this one, I'm like, don't freaking talk to me because I don't know what's going on. But he doesn't know the backstory, so I felt bad, but I was just super short with him. <laughs> poor, poor guy. But um, at any rate, I go home, I'm infuriated. All right. So uh, my wife and I, we go do our things that we plan to do for the day. Uh, I remember we're in the grocery store. Um, She was not my wife at the time. She was my my girlfriend, but fiance, whatever. And um, I just, she'd be like, you know, you want this? You want that? You know, grocery store. I'm like, whatever, honey, I don't really care. Whatever. Just, just do whatever, you know? And she was just like, you know, I, I was like inconsolable, like, you know what I mean? And just pissed. And so um, all of a sudden she stops the cart in the middle of the, the aisle, you know, and she's just like, you know what? I'm going fuck home because your attitude sucks. I'm out of here. And you, you know what I'm talking about. Like, you've probably been there where it's like, you know, you're being a horse's ass and you know you're wrong, but you don't want to admit you're wrong. You know, no, like, never. Just, I want to be fucking angry, you know? And no. so, um, 
Yeah, so we go home. She's pissed. She goes to the bedroom, shuts the door, locks it. She's all kind of mad. And um, and I'm pissed. So I call my friend. And at this point, I'm like, listen, if this hobby is going to wreck my relationship, I don't want any part of it, you know? So I called my buddy Hal, and I'm like, dude, put the word out. All my shit's for sale. I'm fucking done with this hobby, right? Again. <laughs> Again. <laughs> so he does the classic, <laughs> okay. You know, mm-hmm. knowing full well I'm full of shit, yeah. you know? And um, and so, of course, you know, the wife's tucked away. So I'm like, what the f- crap is going on with this thing, you know? So I grab the heli, what was left, and the manual. I start going, I mean, literally step one to step two to step three, get to the head, start going through all those steps. And I get to the part that I put in the heli that was upside down. And you would never know that that fly bar carrier, seesaw, whatever you call it, you know, that one part being upside down could cause that kind of a problem. I mean, like, just when you look at it, you don't think to yourself, how in the world would that make any damn difference at all? So, ordered more parts, put the shit the right way, went back out to the field thing flew like a freaking dream from that point on of course you know but yeah i about i about freaking yeah i was about to be done with the hobby <laughs> you're done hey i've been there it's frustrating it's like, man when you can't find it right away yeah when you know yeah. something's wrong yeah well yeah. I, I was convinced i was like there's no way that it was built that it was built wrong like i you know at that point i had built you know a dozen flybard helicopters right and so it was like there's no way i built that part wrong i know i did that part right where else what's going on that i'm missing and so i was completely not focused on the head at all and it wasn't until that third time where my entire life was upside down over a hobby which is stupid uh <laughs> where i finally went through it <laughs> figured it out yeah got it nailed it so yeah nice freaking lame so 300 bucks later you know finally got a maiden on a brand new heli <laughs> finally. <laughs> finally oh god uh, yep mm. so there you have it those are some good firsts yeah that was good yeah so well I tell you what we actually went longer than we thought we would, didn't we? Didn't oh, yeah. So, Chris, it's been fun. It's been real, but you got to go. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm waking up at 4.30 in the morning to start driving, so. Oh, oh my God. God. All, right. <laughs> All right. Well, if people would like to get in touch with you, sir, how could they do it? Uh, they can find me on Facebook. Be the easiest, thing, easiest place to get a hold of me. Yeah, as long as Facebook's not down. Yeah, exactly. Right. When life when life was normal for about twelve hours. <laughs> That's pretty like, funny. Inaccurate. Most yeah, productive pretty, twelve hours. Yeah, I was ever. gonna say everybody was like, "Oh, I got a week's worth of work done in twelve hours." Right. Yeah. yeah. Freaking insane. Well, thank mm-hmm. you very much for coming on. Uh, it's always Thanks a pleasure. And. Um, yeah, just give me another fourth chance if you wouldn't mind at our friendship. I'd appreciate it. Yeah, no, I'll give I'll give you one more. One more. This, we'll say it was a half. We'll get we'll say it's we're at three and a half right now. Fantastic. All right, let me hang up with you before I ruin it. So. Yeah, before you, that works out. <laughs> 
All right. Well, if you'd like to get in touch with us here at The Hellyhead Show, you can reach us at thehellyheadshow at gmail.com. Uh, if you have questions, you want to be an average Joe, show ideas, man, hit us up. We'd love to hear from you, especially if you have, you know, a build error that you're going through. And uh, if you're frustrated, we can open up the therapy session line for you and uh, talk you through it. You know, because if we're going to be broke, you're going to be broke, too. You're going to stay right here with us. So mm-hmm. yeah. nice. What else we got? Be sure to like our Facebook, follow, and subscribe to us on Podbean and iTunes. Hey, Leave us a review. Yeah, so uh, give me just a minute here. So speaking of iTunes, we have a review on iTunes. I don't oh. know about um, Podbean. I haven't been on there in a little bit now. But uh, here we go. You guys ready? It's yep. uh, from the Anthony Melo or Melo. Anybody? You guys know that guy? Sounds familiar. It sounds familiar, yeah. Hmm. Anthony Miller, Mello, something like that. Uh, it says, highly entertaining. Thank you. Appreciate that. Hope this one hasn't been a train wreck. Uh, just came back to the hobby after a brief stint in 2014. I have been listening to you guys and Freefall Daily at work for a few weeks now. I enjoy the chemistry you all have. I hope Rozilla goes back to making Funfly headlines soon. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, keep up with the awesome content regards Anthony and he says he's the actual Bruno from New York (laughs) I'm okay with that buddy nice I'm okay with that so yeah thank you Anthony appreciate it buddy that's good yeah yeah so uh, we got uh, also give a shout out to uh, the other heli podcasts and uh, of course other video personalities such as Bill 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 but uh Make sure you listen to Free Fall RC podcast. Suck it, Andy. That's um, uh, who is it? That's Andy. Uh, no, that's uh, Steve, Kevin, Ian, and Suck it. There we go. That's wow. Yep. Then we got Telerotor. They all suck, except Terrible. for Rich. Rich is the cool guy there. Um, and Cliff sometimes, but you know. Hey. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> we got skids up with uh Frank, Javier, and Paul. And Houdini. There is also Houdini out there. Um am I missing anybody? I don't remember. Hmm. There used so... to be one called the BKRC podcast. Say, oh those guys are lame. Back like four years ago. Yeah. Sheesh. Yeah. Hmm. Sorry, we were Ew. we were home wreckers, weren't we? Uh, all right so uh it said we have two interesting um gooch has no party fence post no lukewarm hands what you got buddy a few parting words hashtag crash them in the water Mm. Mm. like hashtag eric shoe is more famous in my entire heli career that will I think permanently. That's going to permanently be one, I think. Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah, that's stellar. I think that was you, Kevin. Oh. I have that wrote problems. that one. Yeah. yeah. And then, hashtag backwards V-bar is a sad V-bar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mm-hmm. shit. Yeah. So, so I have hashtag Cholo life. There you go. <laughs> hashtag who wants a mustache ride. Oh. <laughs> Hashtag no secondhand smoke. 
<laughs> and hashtag a 20 is 20. That's right. God. That's right. Yep. Nice. Oh, man. I, I really only have a new one um, that I've added. But, of course, first things first, we've got hashtag Queen City 15th through the 17th of October. Make sure you are there. Uh, entertainment will be at its highest because Eric Shu will be there. <laughs> I mean, why would you not be there? Mm-hmm. So, are you going to that one, Kyle? Definitely, maybe. Mm. So, how about hashtag uh, RCHO Fall Pool? Are you going to be at that one? Mm, see above answer. Okay. Definitely, maybe is the entire thing until December. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, let's get rid of this one here because that's old. Rosilla is dead and gone. Buried. She gone. Yep. So I've, my new one is uh, hashtag if it flies, it dies. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. That's good. Yeah. Uh, hashtag I'll crash your nitro. I'm good at that too. Kyle, you need to bring me a nitro to crash. I was going to say, <laughs> hashtag, yes. I, I hope it doesn't change the hashtag I'll crash your gasser, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Hashtag I'll crash. <laughs> Hashtag I'll crash Kyle shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. But as we always have, we have hashtag too old for hold. Thank you so much for listening. It's been episode number 56 with Chris Barnes. And uh, we'll catch you guys next time. See ya. See you later. No, it was good. It was yeah. it was yeah. nice because it was a bunch of it was everything. It was from the beginning, middle, and end. If you two are coming, then I will by all means bring the camper to keep the trip cheap for you guys. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, we will have to boondock, which means I will have to run the generator the entire time. Um, but wow, that is not what I thought you were going to go with. Okay. Oh. <laughs> Run the train up. all night long. I was gonna say, oh. wow, okay. Dude, I, human centipede, but with mm-hmm. males. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's Nuts right. To butts. ATM. Oh, That's right. God. Oh God. You know, I don't know if I'm just a sick bastard, but there's a part of me that wants to watch that movie just so I can say I've seen it. I watched it in fast forward. I, like, right. I was, that's, that's what I did. I like I crept through the whole thing and I was like, oh, yeah. oh god. I mean, I can only imagine like waking up with my freaking mouth sewn to some dude's ass. <laughs> I I couldn't imagine that, so I don't know what <laughs> right. I can't, I'm choosing not to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can't make me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you I can't force me to do shit. Holy, <laughs> well, you would do shit if you were sewn to some yeah. ass.
Oh, like, so we've got this this thing at work that like I've been we've been asking people like it's about it's so would you you got a choice no you're man. on a fifty you got yeah you're on the fifty God. yard line I've yeah this already yeah see so which one so I'll ask you you could either be a guy getting your dick sucked on a fifty yard line by another dude and you can't get off for twenty minutes and if you don't get off you get fifty grand. Or you could be the guy giving the blowjob to that guy, and you have twenty minutes to get him off, and you get a hundred grand if you get him off. Who would you be? Um, neither, because that's not nearly enough money. No, you had no. It's, it's that's not an option. That's the choice. You have to pick one or the other. That's how it, this is. You're either the middle. You're a middle centipede, or you're the end centipede. Uh, <laughs> nah. Yeah. Cannot. I, um... That's a hard. It's a hard life question. It just. But I'll tell you those answers I've gotten. One guy said he'd be the guy getting the blowjob because it's a win-win for him because either a he's going to get the best blowjob of his life, or he's going to be walking away with fifty grand. See, uh, yeah. And another, and another guy said he'd be given the blowjob because he knows how his equipment works. Big money, no whammies. He's knocking that thing out in two minutes. <laughs> God. <laughs> Yeah, until you're the guy with the semen floating around in your mouth. Hey, you do toothbrushes are a dollar. Mm, God, dude, no. <laughs> if you really want to like add to that story, say, but you can't spit, you have to swallow. Oh, see now, yeah, that's where it becomes a problem. Yeah, that's too much. Yeah, see? I, yeah, so. but I'm just saying, big money, no whammies. That's pretty common. It. I don't know. Yep. It's been lonely without the the Luke hands. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and everyone you guys been bailing on you. I mean, you had you had Scott for like all about four and a half minutes last time. Yep. That's Unbelievable. The, uh, that's the dedication, you know. Yeah. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. These freaking guys. It's like <laughs> Gooch. What are you doing? I'm hanging blinds. I'm like <laughs> showtime, dude. Slacker. I'm telling you, this guy. Ooh. You got some echo in it. Yeah, that was. I just got done taking down all my blinds in my house because I'm getting windows when, the day I come back from my trip. Oh, that's awesome. You're getting windows. Yeah. I, I realized I was an adult when I was like, oh, I'm excited about getting windows in my house now. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, there goes four grand, but I'm happy about it. Yeah. Yeah. We, when we were building our house, uh, my wife and I were like, do we really want to pay them to do blinds? Like, they look like crap anyways. Like, do we really want to do this? I was like, it was like 1700 bucks to do the whole house. And we're like, nah, we'll just go without. I regretted that immensely as soon as I took my first shower and walked through the bedroom. (laughs) (laughs) Whoops. Oops. Well, that's what same thing I did the other day. The lawn guy was here. And I didn't realize he was mowing the backyard. And I get out of the shower after working on my truck. I was like, oh, it was like two o'clock in the afternoon. I was like, oh, shit, because we got a sliding glass wall. Nice. And I'm like, oh, cool. I hope he didn't see that. <laughs> and then I was, I was like, wanted to go outside and make a joke, be like, I'm a grower, not a shower. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking butt stuff. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, oh, I mean, shit. Tell everybody that. 20 to 20, man. Gosh, let's see here. Uh, where is that thing at? <laughs> there it is. Yeah, but I made some uh, first, some firsts 
Yeah. If you go under the the thing, it's under the the whatchamacallit. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, oh, jeez. Yeah. Okay, so just get ready for me to dominate this show, okay? Because I got this, all right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <clears throat> the event, Planker event, that was great. It was like my heli went in, and it was like we were at a morgue. You could hear that, I will remember. <laughs> <laughs> See a bunch of dogs shaking in the background. <laughs> oh, shit. Yep. All right, Kyle. Mm. I got nothing to add. Uh, experience Come on. a fellow pilot through your first time meeting your idol pilot. Uh, this is going to get really weird when I say your name, Kyle. No. Uh, Pick someone else. Gay? <laughs> Pick someone else. Um, Where are Scott you guys Ram. seeing these questions at? I had to do Matt Bodos. Matt Bodos. That's actually no, say, true. Say Scott Graham. Scott Graham. That'd be so gay. That would be awesome. That would be pretty funny, actually. Chris, won't you say Scott Graham? Jeez. Favorite idol pilot. Who's it going to be for you? Harry Cox. Harry Johnson. Harry Cox. I love it. Oh, Mike Tickle and Harry Cox. Yeah. (laughs) Maya Maya Butt Treaks. Oh, God. Pat Maz. Remor Butts. Uh, Bend over. Bend over. Bend over. Nice. Yeah. It'd be every morning when you wake up and look in the mirror. Right. <laughs> I was trying to just about to go there and say, Kyle wakes up in the morning and he's like, hey, good looking. <laughs> <laughs> hey, buddy. How you doing? Oh, uh, shit. Fancy running into you in here. <laughs> oh, you want to touch that, do you? Oh, okay. <laughs> We're going to talk about Chris and how he is in competition with uh, Diamante's mustache. They're having a stash off. God. No. Hey, I, that's a, I mean, mustache rides come for free. <laughs> <laughs> Who's up for a mustache ride? Who's up for one? I want one. I want I, one. I mean, I will say I won't shave mine off because someone tells me to. That's all I got to say. <laughs> Again, like we were talking about, I was getting the camper ready today, and I was like, "Okay, oh, I need some rope, duct tape," and I was like, "I need," I was like, "I'll I'll buy a small shovel for," I was like, "In case I need," so I'm going through Home Depot, leaving with that and trash bags. Oh nice. my god, I was waiting for you to say <laughs> trash bags. I was like that, and tra- I was like, I've, after I left, I was like, oh, <laughs> I wonder what the fuck people thought I did. Yeah, yeah. they they Two greeted him like time. they were like, "Sup, Dexter." Yeah, looking, yeah. looking like a scumbag because I've got like a old flying snakes like cut off t-shirt so it's like all beat up dirty and I'm like yeah they, he, this guy killed someone yeah. I got a mullet and a mustache Yeah, definitely he, killed somebody he rolled up in his C10 with his cholo I outfit I on did, I, I, I actually drove my truck there because I was like oh I'm gonna get some tuning done on it so I'll drive it I drove that there and I was like god looks yep. like I fucking murdered my wife that's right yeah yeah Told that bitch never to backtalk me. Like, what is it? What do you tell a a woman with two black eyes? Hmm. Nothing. She's been told twice. (laughs) Holy shit. (laughs) Oh, my God.